And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I am not your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler, but I am the Mass Chris Massey. Boo! <laughs> and I am joined by... Nope. Still nope. nope still nope. One more nope. nope. And then... The Red of a Red Baron. Meow. Meow. Hi. All right, sorry for that forced payphone. Oh, yeah, Rita's here, too. Hi, Rita. Hi. All right. Uh, sorry for that forced payphone introduction. Uh, we're going to be joined a little bit later in the studio by the rest of our crew tonight, uh... But right now, just the three of us hanging out. That's right. Throwing yeah. it back. The Mass and I did a show together. Just yeah. us on a long time ago. Yeah, that was um, a lot of fun. Mock dropped in on that one, like, at the end. Yeah. And was it? God, it had been last year, though. I think it was last no, year. No, it was this year. It was this year. Yeah. God, it might as well feel like this whole year. It was the, it was, Rebecca, what, uh, what episode are we on? 169. Nice. Uh, no, it was last year, then, because it was the episode before our 100th show. Oh, okay. Wow. And I remember that because we were talking about the hundredth show coming up, and Paul was like, "I've never missed a show. I've never missed a show. Missed the one right before the hundredth yeah. show." Hey, well, you know what? He made it for the hundredth. So that's true. He did. So way to go, Paul. Um, what are you drinking tonight? Well, you know what? We we actually have a surplus of Bush, so <laughs> it's it's kind of been kind of boring. For the the beer uh, fans who, if there are beer fans who listen to our show about who care about what we drink, uh, it's been a lot of bush recently. But because we have so much of it, we're just we trying, gotta go through it. We're just trying to get through it. And hey, what beats a nice ice cold bush? That's true. That's true. And we were doing for the past couple weeks. We've been following all uh, those liquor samplings. So yep. why drink all these high percentage beers on top of all the shots we're doing? So we yep. kind of playing it easy, playing it safe. Yes. Yeah, so um. This week, uh, I think we're going to just kind of go through a lot of the stuff happening. You know, we finally got an NBA Finals lined up, ready to go. Uh, NHL is in Game 6 of its Finals, currently being played live. Uh, baseball season ended yesterday, right? Yep. So yep, we have the player playoffs lined up for that. It's all set. Good to go. And NFL just finished Week 3. Well, it's finishing Week 3 tonight between a game between the Ravens and Chiefs, correct? Yep. In fact, that kicks off very soon. So... Uh, a lot of different stuff to talk about. A lot of um, exciting things happening. Um, We're right now, you know, pandemic and all. This this may never happen again, sports wise. Mm-hmm. With all this stuff kind of happening at once, all these big things, yep. so these championship games. You know, yep. so. it's very strange because a lot of the seasons got pushed back and some got held up. But I tell you what, it's nice having all the sports around. A lot of people said it would be oversaturating, but you know, one night there's not an NBA game on, but I can flip on game five of the nhl finals right or if that's not on i could switch over to a baseball game which can't now because the season just ended it's going to be a lot more selective now but being able to find something to watch sport wise when we were deprived for what three months yeah it's just like i'm amazing uh, yeah i'm almost like overwhelmed i can't keep up i'm I'm... no there's a lot happening in the sports world it's very difficult to keep up but god bless those guys on the sports networks that do (laughs) because Holy cow. Oh, you mean the people who get paid to do that? <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, that's still a lot. It's true. That's true. Um, but, I mean, 
Kenna, what was your favorite thing that happened in sports this week? Not a toast of excellence. We're going to save that for when the crew gets here. Um, well, kind of dipping back into late last week, um, was I really enjoyed the the ridiculousness of the beard versus the stash being like, oh my god being like a news line. Yep. Uh, and you know Fitzpatrick get, getting the best of that uh that duel. Yep. Uh, but it's just you know it, it's it's the things within sports that I like that that that, that like that's absurd. Like that that like for that to be. Uh, like a storyline or you know to be a headline in in an article it's just like so ridiculous but it's it's the kind of stuff that i feel like the nfl needs um you know they get a lot of bad publicity they're very public about their bad publicity a lot of it is yeah no one's better than (laughs) right and no other league aside from the cheating scandal that happened in baseball no other league covers the bad stuff that happened in the league like the nfl does that is front and center for everyone to see every single time. So to have something like lighthearted coming out like that, you know, the league needs stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Master, you have something that you... <sighs> My favorite thing from this past week, um, aside from all the uh, uh, playoff Paul memes that i've been seeing literally my favorite thing about the clippers losing have just been all the memes to come out of it um my favorite thing would probably have to be and we'll get into this in the nfl recaps but the falcons just finding another way to or to clinch defeat from the jaws of victory somehow some way I saw this thing, and then we'll crack these beers. They're the only team ever to blow a 99.9% chance of winning and a 99.1% chance in of In back-to-back in, games. Yeah, that it, it was like, the number they put up that happening, the chance of that was like astronomical. It was like 1 in 990,000 or something like that. I, I can't even remember the Exact number. number. That's what it was? Yeah, yeah. Because I have that right on my screen right here. Unbelievable. And you know what? No Kudos better te- to the Falcons. <laughs> I'll give you a cheer No for better team. So, uh, part of what, now that they're not here, we'll talk about it and I'll just gauge the, uh, the listener's interest on this. You know, we do a lot of, um, toast of excellence on the show. We do it every week. Um, but we don't really talk about the dumb shit that people do because it's not usually enough to garner toast of disservice. That's not a bad idea. We'll talk about that working headline. (laughs) Uh, We'll, We'll shop that. Um, but because a lot of the dumb shit that gets done doesn't cause enough to be able to make it a headline. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't talk about like you could talk about the butt fumble for ten minutes. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. that was that was a thing that happened. But you can't talk about DK Metcalf getting strip sacked on the one yard line during the game yesterday for ten minutes because he wasn't paying attention. So like to have a little bit of levity and talk about stuff like that in future yeah, episodes. Because okay. I think that, that sounds like a lot of fun. But I could do that with myself on a daily basis. Well, we could do it for Rita, too, if you want to. We can make that <laughs> like an entire episode. Like, the other day yeah. I was making toast, and I burnt my arm on the toaster. Only Rita found the name for the segment. <laughs> Only Rita. It's a, it's a separate podcast, Yeah, actually. all right. So, Kendall, I'll meet you up for Tuesday on that one. <laughs> um talk about the wives why yeah, not because yeah. the two blondes just yeah, fumbling dy- over everything dynamic duo yeah it's it's fantastic ashley ends up with scars and bruises and she doesn't even know how she gets them yeah. um and another one that was inspired by a friend of mine um 
ice cold takes just kyle is probably the most notorious of us on this show for his horrible horrible takes yeah but you know it's he's damn good at it he's, he's, he, he is, is. <laughs> but it, it, i think it would be a fun thing to revisit takes from like maybe even last year because a friend of mine just sent me uh something i was a hundred percent certain dk metcalf was going to be a bust and it was in text and everything <laughs> I said he was going to flounder. He was going to be the worst first-round pick in the last 10 years. I was wrong. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Pretty good. So, Ice Cold Takes, I think, would yeah. be a fun one. Well, I'll tell you what. It's the only thing that, you know, this show really lacks, and it's just having the time, you know. But all of us, at one point or another, has made an outrageous claim. So, or... here's the thing. Another thing that made me think of it, and I don't mean to cut you off, is I do this every now and then when somebody says that they have a uh, bet to claim. Today, Paul made this uh, wager. Let's see if it has when it was made. It does not. But uh, Paul said that one MLB team would have 275 home runs. 275? Now, I'm not going to count it this year because of COVID and a shortened season, but I keep track of stuff like that when people make outrageous bets. Like when Kyle made that bet uh, during the draft, I kept right. track of that one. Um, but I do have a list of stuff in here to to go back and uh, yeah, garner people you know, with. Honestly, it, in, 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 to be – what's the word I'm looking for? I, like to, to be truthful, I think we deserve to be called on our shit. You oh know yeah, I mean? because I mean, no well, doubt. I mean, through forever now, the show has been 169 episodes, and it's been littered of just you know nonsense. Horrible takes, right? Exactly, <laughs> and there's never any accountability for anything. <laughs> it's just like you know that's why we had the um the private sock was kind of a result of that. Anytime you screw up, you get it. You know, it's a punishment. We gotta bring that back. I miss private stock. Hey, we have it. You you got your uh your oh, monthly right. private stock. I gotta fact, drink that. In fact, the way everything kind of played out, this is our second month, so this would be like the deadline for our second month. Oh, so fuck. <laughs> I'm going to try to finish mine, so for next week we can have a fresh... It's almost empty. Really, just give me this look. Like, I don't get obliterated on the show every week. Well, Kendall, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually pretty good. Every once in a Lately, while. Lately, you have been. Um, but I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, do you want to go into potluck, or do you want to wait until the guys get here? Well, is there is there certain things in Pollock that you know I I could just you know take, oh, yeah. take a stab at? Well, we'll do hey, that then. Hey, remember when uh, Tyrod Taylor had his lungs punctured by the team doctor? I can't believe that. How did that happen? I was trying to research that and I got sidetracked. So, the doctor, from what I understand, was trying to administer a pain killing injection to his cracked rib. So it was somewhere around here. So he's trying to put it in right here. Must have slipped below one of the ribs and gone right into it with a needle. Which is scary. Like, yeah. But he was, according to Tyra, or Tarad, as I learned from last night, Tyrod. he prefers to be called Tarad. So I did not know that. Collinsworth last night on the show, or on TV said that. His name is Tyra, but he prefers to be called Tarad. I kind of hate that a lot. fancy for turd. I, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Ugh, I hate that a lot. Tarod. I, I wish I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. Sorry to ruin ah. it. Um, but Tyrod said he was... Tarad said he was fine. <laughs> Tarad said he was fine, and he was up and uh, walking around, and he didn't think the doctor did anything wrong, even though he punctured his fucking lung. But yeah. he didn't know it at the time, right? Well, I mean, that I don't know. 
because he, I assume it was supposed to be like a, like a cortisone style type shot for, something for, like for that. pain. And I guess like, I mean, I've never had something like that happen, so I wouldn't even know what to, to go off of. But I guess it more one I think it's just discomfort, you know, and like I don't think you'd be. I don't know. Do you want me to jab your ribs and find out? Yeah, let's find out. <laughs> let's let's just find something. No, but it has to be somewhat harder to breathe. There's probably a needle somewhere outside. <laughs> because <laughs> even if you have two lungs, I know people can live with one, but if you're used to using two, you had to have noticed something. Well, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but it's At like, the same time, no. Because I don't think the hole was, or like the puncture was noticeable enough to... Right. I oh, mean, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking collapsed. Yeah, no, it's not that. he didn't collapse his lung. So it's just a boop. Yeah, I mean, we saw him on the sideline. He he looked just kind of like what whatever. He didn't look like he was in pain. He just was kind of like, you know, just using pads mm-hmm. and not playing. And it heals itself. It just goes. Boop. I don't know. I don't know how that. I I don't. What, what could you do? You can't open him up to. <laughs> so one of my funniest moments on Reddit this past week happened. Um, I was scrolling through, uh, the NFL subreddit. And there was, during the Jaguars, um, it might have been the day after the Jaguars game, um, a clip showed up and said, a mic'd up Joe Hayden gets leveled on a block. And I was very curious. I was like, Joe Hayden plays for the Jaguars? What the <laughs> fuck? So I clicked on it. Nope, not even related. It just happened to be posted as all the highlights were getting posted. Yep. It was, I was so confused for... I. When did Joe Hayden get traded? Well, it's just the second Adrian Peterson scenario. The real Adrian. The real Adrian Peterson, that's right. Um, a highlight that I feel like uh, you would have gotten a good giggle out of. Um, from the NY Post, Robert Kraft likely to get off in Florida massage parlor case. <laughs> oh, man, phrasing. Phrasing for days. Phrasing for days. Uh, Whoever wrote that article knew uh, what they were doing that is and awesome. I think needs to get a raise. The New York Post like gig, like they know what they're doing. They do that on purpose. Oh, that's so good. So I, I is that writer needs to get a raise. Um, let's see. Did you know that uh, yesterday? <laughs> did you watch the Broncos game at all yesterday? Yes, I mean that was oddly the game that we got for like it's Tom Brady. Right, but the, all I kept saying was, you know, oh, uh, the the major game we're going to get is going to be the Cowboys Seahawks, and I just assumed, oh, okay, fine, it's just the game we're going to get, and they're like, oh, Broncos Bucks, cool, I guess, sure. <laughs> um, you know, I saw a tweet come out today that the Patriots Broncos game next week has been flexed to four twenty five, and it took me a second to stop and be like, Brady just played the Bucks. What are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait <laughs> that's right all right forgot that happened um but going back to the broncos game they filled up the stand yesterday yes oh yeah with south park that was great which is phenomenal i'm just disappointed it took them as long as they did that would have been the first thing i did opening the stadium up just put south park yeah, in the stands everywhere <laughs> And I'm pretty sure, like, every character possible was represented. I- I'm, like, convinced. Yeah, it was the entire cast of South Park. All 5,700 of them. It's insane. Which, how how much time and money do you think that cost? Well, I do wonder because a lot of those, like, seats in stadiums, they had, like, just a person's face in them. I'm pretty sure you had to pay to get that done. Yep. So I looked into doing it for SoFi. It was $300. I said, fuck that. <laughs> 
So that means to me that uh, the Broncos lost revenue in just putting a bunch of South Park characters. Unless they got money for advertising. Maybe. Which is possible. Uh, but at the same time, that cost somebody something. Yeah. Well, it's just Trey Parker and... Um, Matt Stone? Yeah, yeah. Those are the guys. Yep. Which is funny that I know that because I've never watched an episode of South Park in my life. Really? Nope. Wow. There's some really good uh, stuff. For, for uh, no other reason than uh, just the fact that it's been going on so long, it's daunting for me to just get into it. You know what I mean? You gotta watch the Alexa episodes. I mean, it's... it's I gotta watch the World of Warcraft episode. I gotta watch the Michael Jackson episode. Okay, the World of Warcraft one. Very funny. The did KFC you know, one? Did you know that a guy cosplayed... The guy just leaned back in his... Oh, in the, the chair? The, yeah. He went to uh, what's called BlizzCon, which is World of Warcraft's annual convention, mm-hmm. and literally wheeled out a wheel or a computer set and just leaned back. I'll find you a picture of it in the like, middle like, of the like show. A tower and everything? Kendall, it? it was phenomenal. And I recognized it immediately. It was great. Um, what about Let's Fighting Love? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of South Park references. Actually, the only South Park thing that I think I've ever seen is... What's the one with, uh, I think it was the first South Park movie, where Canada invades the U.S.? Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, and you're, and you're talking about, um, they do, like, the, the, the musical number. Yep. Uh, um, and then Satan gets into bed with Saddam Hussein at the end, or something yeah, like that. Yep. Oh, is that because of the Canadian boy? Yeah. yeah. The little baby? Yeah. Well, the Saddam thing was kind of a long-running bit for, yes. for a, a long time. I don't think that, that really happens anymore. Um, no, but that was that was uh, the only South Park thing that I've ever watched. God damn, Tyreek Hill. Um, but, I mean, it was funny. It just, again, too daunting for me to get into. We are very sidetracked talking <laughs> about South Park now. Um, I actually think I just decided on my Toast of Excellence just reading a headline. Um, I mean, I... I struggle to talk with stuff that we can have full discussions with because I know that the guys are coming, but fuck it. We'll throw a couple in here. Um, you know, the di- the Lions have won their first game since October 27th, 2019, which yeah. they fired Jim Caldwell for going nine and seven. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Patricia. Yeah, I think the the world is not long for his employment. And I don't know if it's his fault or not. I think it kind of is, but that roster was pretty decimated when he got there. I think it's a little both. I think we have this conversation time and time again. There's just some guys that I don't think are made to be head coaches. Um, and, and from the, the Patriots tree uh, uh, under the Bill Belichick regime, I think that the ones who are successful are very few and far in between. I'd even I'd – even, I don't even get that nod to um, – uh, Houston there. What can I think of his name? Bill O'Brien. Yeah. I don't even give him the head nod. And he's, he's not successful. Well, he's not, but he's, he's been probably one of the longer standing guys. In he a, is in because a he owner doesn't know how to fire people. Yeah. Um, the best Belichick apprentice right now, please Rabel. Don't, please don't say his son for the moment. But he doesn't have a head coaching job. Or um. Gonna, um, I guess I'd venture to say Mike Rabel, um, because I think well, I mean, Vrabel's gone nine and seven, and then Bless reached you. the playoffs in the last two years. Bless you. Yeah, and he did that with Mariota. Yeah, and I could the corpse of Ryan that. Tannehill. <laughs> I mean, like Eric Mangini was successful for a hot minute, um, but Mangini also floundered later. Yeah, went to Cleveland. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, All I remember him is with the Jets. 
Yeah, well, that's really the only, you know, notable. Yeah. Um, but I think in a couple of years you'll be able to say Flores as well. Because yeah. he's doing nothing of trending that team in the right direction. You know, that's actually, um, for me, like oh, a very forgettable guy. Because you're right. He's a guy who's not doing anything wrong. It's just he's not making a lot of noise. Yeah. He's just, you know, yeah, right. I guess that would be the. So here's the fun thing about Miami, though. The Texans are 0-3. And their schedule does not get any easier. Let me see. Texans schedule 2020. Yeah, they had a rough start. Yeah, so uh, Texans started off with the Super Bowl champs, the runner, uh, nope, the uh, Ravens, who are the favorite for the AFC this year, I would say. Uh, yeah, I guess so. if you were uh, a betting man. And then the Steelers. Next up come the Vikings, pretty easy. Come the Jaguars, division game. Come the Titans, rough game. Come the Packers, rough game. So it's very possible that they start the season Two and four. Yeah, and then and we're, and we're banking on them beating the Vikings. We're banking on them beating the Jaguars. And who knows? I mean, they, they've not played good football. No. And Miami has their first and second round pick this year. <laughs> so the worse they do, the better Miami gets. Yeah, that's true. Because, um, I mean, Fitzpatrick isn't playing bad football this year. He's not being Fitz magic. I mean, he had a good game against the Jaguars, but again, he had a good game against the Jaguars. Right. It's it's just a it's a namesake right. it's magic. Um so I don't think that Tua starts this season. Um you know, they're playing a fourth place schedule and they're not playing for anything. Right. I think it would be nothing short of, you know, either Fitzpatrick really crapping the bed or him getting hurt. Right. Happen. Short of that, I don't think anything would happen. Because uh, I don't think they have another backup on the roster behind Tua. So they, when they must when they flipped Rosen um, I don't know what else became of that because I feel like they, they had to have a another either uh, somebody they drafted or just somebody like practice squad farting around because I don't think they would just carry Tua and Fitzpatrick. Uh, let's see uh, Miami Dolphins depth chart because that's a good question because I really don't know who they have behind Tua uh, quarterback. No, they have Ryan and Tua. Wow, that's well, it. Well, I guess they're in the, under the mindset. Like, hey, let's say Fitzpatrick goes down, Tua gets a start, then we just sign. You, you pull a, a Broncos and you get a Blake Bortles, or yep. you know. Um, I'm curious because how many? Uh, let me see the NFL standings right now. Um, because last week we did a thing where we power ranked the top ten, and I don't think much has changed. You know, the Bills probably would move up. I don't know that I'd really move the Rams because they came storming back, even though they lost. They lost to what I consider to be the second MVP candidate this year, because I really think that it's going to come down to him and Wilson. Um, but we have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams without any wins. And those teams being the Cincinnati Bengals, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Atlanta Falcons, the Broncos, the Texans, the Vikings, the Giants, and the Jets. Who's the worst team in the Giants? That list? I don't know. It, it might be Philadelphia. You know, I I say that because I mean, you look at a team that you know had a chance basically to. That, what I'm trying to say, they had a chance to try to win, in, and he gave up. And just and just didn't. He played for the tie, and and which is unbelievable to me because that that's, kicked the field goal. 
because what's the worst happen? You miss it, and, then and they, you tie. Yeah, right. I just I've never seen a more complacent head coach football team, and for for that to happen to those teams to tie each other a second time in ten years or or Wait, whatever. Is the it was? Philadelphia guy the guy with the visor and the white hair? Yeah, Doug yes. Peterson. Thank you. So here's what I have to say about that. Frank Reich won that Super Bowl. Because Philadelphia hadn't done shit since. <laughs> but that brings me to a second thing. Them Colts still don't know what to make of them. Because yeah. they got stomped into the ground by um, who they played the week before. They played uh, Tennessee, right? They got stomped by Tennessee, who, again, is looking like another AFC favorite. Yeah, they're, they just they're win, in the they win games, you yeah. know. Uh, but then they come and tear it up against um, – uh, help me out here. Tennessee or the Colts? Colts. The Colts. So they, they played this week. They played um, the Jets. Did they play the Jets? Yes, because yeah. I remembered that the Jets went down and stormed the field, and then bad things happened otherwise. Uh, no, the Colts uh, – the Colts are three and zero, but they had a hard time against the Jaguars. That's what I was thinking of. And then they stopped the Vikings, and then they stopped the Jets. So you won against two zero and three teams. Yeah, and, and like and like you before mentioned, they didn't like win in impressive fashion. They kind of just they hung around enough for you know the time to run out and they yep. had a higher score. They so I mean, I don't know what to make of that team either, but. I would I would make an argument for the worst team in that list being the Jets or the Falcons because the Jets just are poorly managed and coached. The Falcons, I think, are a team that... <sighs> that's a broken franchise. That That's probably the way I would say it is there's nothing left to them. They have nothing left inside. Yeah, that's a team that's like, you know, hey, we got some new jerseys, but... It's, it's it's a shell of itself. I mean, it's 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 partly thanks to the internet, but it's forever reliving Super Bowl. What was it fifty one? Yeah, a, Super Bowl fifty one. And you know, twenty eight and three. Un, until they they either have to be shaken up or or they just have to you know burn it down and they have and, to fire Dan Quinn. It's amazing to me that he still has a job. Arthur Blank should have fired him today. Yeah, we know it's interesting too. Or kind of. Jumping back a little bit, but I was in the kind of the camp that I don't really necessarily think that Mike Smith did a bad job. No, I don't think so either. But they were looking for a coach to get dad? them over the hump. Yeah. Because they did the same thing with John Fox in Denver. Right. John Fox did not do a bad job, but they brought in, um, not Vermeil. I don't know why that's stuck in my head. Uh, Vrabel. Um, no, not Vrabel. Uh, Another V. Uh, hold Isn't on. They, they, they brought in, after him, it was... Um, God, he was the Jaguars head coach forever. Um, Not Del Rio, because Del Rio was the head coach forever. Uh, before Vance Joseph. Wait, wasn't Del Rio? On Gary that? Kubiak. Oh, yeah. It duh. was Kubiak. Kubiak. So, Fox didn't do a bad job, but they brought in Kubiak to get them over the hump. And it worked. As did <laughs> Wade Phillips' Super Bowl winning defense, as they tend to do. Um, <laughs> but... Again, that's what Atlanta tried to do, and they got to a Super Bowl. Personally, what I think was on Shanahan's back, but that's just me. Because the second that Shanahan left, 
they collapsed like a fucking Jenga tower. So that's really a situation where you said it right. Burn it down, get rid of Dan Quinn, get rid of all the assistants because there's nothing good about that team. Because if they keep Dan Quinn around, I bet dollars to donuts Matt's, Matt Ryan's gone by the end of the year. Yeah, and that's another thing. I don't, I don't think you know it all falls on personnel. I don't. Matt Ryan is kind of it's interesting. There's times he plays really well. There's times that he's I mean, Jared Goff. And I think the example and the the announcers I can't remember who was calling the game uh, versus the Bears there called it perfectly at the at the end when the Bears took the lead. Matt Ryan threw a lazy ball. Yeah, that got picked off. That it was like I, it summed it up perfectly. It was like, hey. I'm just gonna mail this one in. Maybe we'll win. Yep. Threw it, and it, and no, no disrespect or, or lack of credit to the Bears' defense, who made a great play. But it was like there's there's there was nothing left. He, he was he mailed in. And, he know, said, "Fuck it." We're throwing this ball. Maybe someone will catch it. Yep. And somebody did catch it. Just not the <laughs> right team. <laughs> right. Um. But you know, it's and I'm stalling on NFL because I want the other guys to get here to talk about NBA and baseball. Um. Because we will get to that, listeners. Don't worry. Um, I'll save that for when Paul gets here. Because you know what? No, fuck Paul. Because he gets <laughs> melancholy about the Bears. Uh, Mitch Trubisky benched. Nick Foles starts the game, wins, and gets named the starter, or comes in off the bench, mm-hmm. wins the game, and gets named the starter there. So I think that will pretty solidly say that the Trubisky era is done. I, I tend to think so also with the exception, let's say, if, if Nick Foles gets hurt. Um, yes, but that he's now a backup quarterback. He is not their future anymore. No, I don't think so. And then, But the thing is, too, and I, I can't really say this with any conviction because it's the right decision when you go win a football game. That, that, that's how the history books are remembered. Yep. It's, it's the right decision to put in Foles because they win the football game. Yep. But in, in turn, I was surprised that he was pulled just because I figured, you know, hey, this is our ride or die guy yep. until the wheels fall off. I, I, I just I didn't expect it happening. I, we were texting in our group chat and either you said it or, or Paul said it like uh, falls in the game. And I was like, huh, like, yep. did he get hurt? Because I, I was, I've been watching the stats yep. all day. I mean, he, th- he threw a pick, to, you know, they're down, but I just figured, you know. So it, it's one of those things. I, I'm kind of in in your boat, I guess. I think the Trubisky era may be done, short of which some of the stuff we mentioned. But I am a little surprised, and you know. So I, it brings me to my next thing. Uh, let me see if I can find the tweet that I saw. Um, it's going to be kind of hard for me to find it because I think I saw it yesterday. Um. But, you know, you have so many quarterbacks. This is a quarterback-heavy draft, just in case you don't know, because I know you don't pay attention to a lot of... I know some names here and there, but... Um, so, there's the kid out of North Dakota State, same school that Carson Wentz went to. Uh, I cannot remember his name, and I'm going to get massacred by Kyle for that. There's Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yep. There's, I think it's Fields out of Ohio State. Uh, and there's one other kid that I'm missing. Four big-name quarterbacks that people mm-hmm. have been waiting for. This kid from North Dakota hasn't thrown a pick in his career. Wow. And he's thrown 49 touchdowns. Jesus. Yeah. So is this going to become like a new quarterback school in North Dakota? All these right. prospects so, are going to come out of So that's the thing is, you know, it's a small school, but Garoppolo was out of a small school. 
Romo was out of a small school. Yep. This kid's going to be out of a small school. Carson Wentz was out of a small school. Um, so just because a kid is Wyoming considered a small school? I would have to imagine. I mean, I don't, I don't know for sure, but. Well, I think they're a BCS football team, so maybe not, but that's where Josh Allen came from. Um, but, you know, a lot of these developmental guys that have the talent that just need to be molded, that may start to become the prevalence. But you have a lot of these teams that are in, you know, not great shape going into week four. Carson Wentz, they just dropped to Jalen Hurts. Hurd. 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 Something. I think it's Hurd. Heard? I think so. Something. They drafted the kid out of Oklahoma. Um, you have the Denver Broncos who just drafted Drew Locke, but was Drew Locke done for them? And Elway loves to draft quarterbacks. I tell you, they always seem to have like a mess of what to do of quarterbacks. I saw in the end of the game until the very end that Brett Ripien looked amazing until he threw the pick and yep. he drove right down. Uh, New York Jets. Sam Darnold has not looked good for three years now. New York Giants, do we still believe in Danny Dimes that we picked up two years ago? No. Yeah, that could be a window closing quickly. The Detroit Lions. Dallas Cowboys. I Cleveland Browns. New Orleans Saints. All these teams are going to be looking to move on from either their very young quarterbacks that aren't doing well, like the Jets or like the Browns, or it's going to be the teams with older aging quarterbacks unless they want to start people like Taysom Hill. Inadvisable. Because you pay this guy, what, $12 million a year to be a gadget player? Yeah. Because Taysom Hill is not a good quarterback. No, and I don't think – I'd be surprised to meet anyone who's going to sit here and say he is, but – you know, for the way the Saints run their offense, I mean, he, he fits the bill perfectly. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's interesting. And I I tend to forget, like, you know, Stafford's age, but he's a guy who you know, is definitely in the twilight of his career now. Which is funny because you feel like he just got drafted yesterday. Yeah, he's a guy who's, you know, been around forever, but, you know. Hasn't done anything. And that's not always his fault. Right, right. You know, we we're watching those those Gridiron Heights uh, yeah. cartoons, and he's like, "All I have is stats." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." It's like it's a bummer, but it it really is. It's because again, like I just said, it's not necessarily his fault, but I I don't know what else you know the guy can do because he's not ever going to get help. That's a franchise that's just cursed. It really is. Um. One thing that surprised me is, who do you think are the top-graded quarterbacks? Top three. Like, go in, who are going to be in the draft? Or no, 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 no. Top three through three weeks. Oh, uh, I guess with Russell Wilson. Um, I would I would say maybe Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and maybe Ben Roethlisberger. No? I don't know if Give you two more guesses. Um, Butthole. Dak Prescott. That's it. No, I don't think Tom Brady would have made the the crack. Good, very good. Um, this Josh guy. Allen. This guy. Jared Goff. Oh, really? 
somehow, some way, his packet pa- his portfolio pocket passing efficiency has put him in line with uh, Wilson and Rogers. I don't know how. I don't know how they're grading that. I really don't because I don't know if Goff has played well, but he hasn't done anything miraculous this year. I watched Josh Allen throw 400 yards in back-to-back games and torch our defense. I I don't know how that kid is not one of the top-rated passers, which brings us to this because I don't want to talk about this when the rest of them are here. Did you see the interception? So I I didn't see how how everything kind of played out. Okay, um, I'm going to play this for you real quick. I'm going to blow it up, and listeners, okay. I am sorry. You're not going to be able to see this. The interception that we are referencing is John Johnson's interception of Josh Allen uh, during Sunday's game, um, which is going to be overshadowed because of the uh, pass interference that ended the game, uh, which many are calling a makeup call. I don't view it as that, but that's just me. Uh, hopefully that doesn't put sound on. It does not. All right, perfect. Hold on one second. So, I mean, I watched the... Uh the highlights from this game but you know it's always the the abridged uh, yep. minute version so there's you know. pass interference right there he catches it right there and they ruled that an interception okay pretty right. controversial contested ball right it's kind of kind of like remember how that that green bay seahawks game on the, i think this is even worse though because yes the other guy hadn't come down with the ball with it yet but there's no clear evidence to say that he took it away Right, and in that situation, you kind of have to stick with your first call. If, unless there's evidence to turn it around, you gotta you gotta stick with whatever the call on the field is. Yeah, and you know that was I'd say one of the more controversial calls from the weekend because I don't remember a whole lot of other things generating a lot of news other than the alligator roll on Chris Carson's leg. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, which there's no place in the sport for that. Yeah, especially you know, in, in a game that's not not quite over, but you know, definitely the the, the tide has shifted. Yes, and, you know, Seattle's kind of just trying to you know run this this game out. Uh, well, actually, I think the situation is they they had the ball to take the lead. Yes, I think that was the situation. Yeah, and that's just it's it's bad. It's a bad look for your your, your team. It's a bad mm-hmm. look on you. It's like because remember the Cowboys are one Falcons team away from knowing the rules to onside kicking from being zero and three. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. And just like you said, there's no place for that. No. And uh, I don't. Uh, what am I trying to say? Did they did they come out and say officially what? Not yet. Because I know he what his injury that. was. Yeah, like he has a minor knee sprain and will probably play this week. So we got away pretty easy. Yeah, think about that. That that could ruin your season. Yeah, that, that, that could tear your ACL yeah. very easily. Just yep. Um, the rest of the crew sounds like they're joining us. I will throw you with one more thing before they get down here. Uh, my favorite quote that I saw this week was, uh, how inspiring. A young boy somewhere is watching this game, and when he's drafted in 10 years, he's going to have to wait on the bench for Ryan Fitzpatrick to give up his starting <laughs> job, which just my favorite thing that I read this weekend because that is just classic. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Uh, is it just Kyle? No, no. And, uh, Paul's here. And, oh, uh, oh, my God. That is Mikey, alcohol. Mock. Um, but, uh, I mean, now that the crew is here, I think we'll give them a little bit of time to get set. Then we'll do the, uh, rehash. Uh, we'll go through a little bit of stuff. We'll let these guys do their NFL recap. 
Um, do you want to go into a break while we get set up? Uh, yeah. Let's let's uh, let's do it. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side of the break. And now, back to getting sports with drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm joined by Mark Sheen, washable. Nope. Nat Clean Souls. The Mascus Massey. And the Red of a Red Baron. Mm. This is so much better than when we I tried to do that. Ugh. Hey, Mass, you felt, did it. You did it okay. felt so wrong. You know, Kyle was supposed to use a different nickname today. Well, I and told. He didn't. Well, when did you ask him to use it, the new one? Um, Sun. Saturday. No, it trumps me. I then. forgot that. Yeah. Thanks, I, Kyle. Because I told him to use Nat Clean Souls because this did. morning he woke up. And he just decided that he was going to, without being prompted to, he took out all the recycling in the garbage in the house, and then he, he absolutely primmed and polished his whole room and his bathroom, like, to the point where he even, like, broke out, like, an actual mop with b- a bucket and soap. Wow, wow. wow. Not like a Swiffer, like, like actual soap and a hot water mixed together in a bucket. Wow. He mopped the walls of his shower, everything. God, what Rinch the chamber. You're supposed to be noodle arm souls today. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I got no arm. But... Let me tell you something. When I want to clean, I'm probably one of the good cleaners. Okay. Uh, Spoken like something. It's kind of like a meteorite. (laughs) (laughs) Because (laughs) because we're an hour late on this, uh, gentlemen, everybody have a toast of excellence? Uh, Minus to Allen Robinson for catching a pass in all 75 games of his career. That's pretty cool. Well, 75 games he's played. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, My toast is to Joe Montana. For stopping an active kidnapping in his own house. Did you see that? So I didn't know the extent. Of yeah, like, so his grandchild was, like, being held by somebody. Somebody broke into his house and tried to, like, take the kid. And they, like, wrestled the kid away from this lady. And then she got out, but then they found her. But Montana was in there, you know, scrapping it out. That's right? why he's the goat, baby. Good. Cool job. Uh, mine is to uh, Hunter Pence, who uh, recently retired, calling it a career. You're a douchebag. Were you taking that, Kyle? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, you know, Kyle, you deserve to say it more than I do. No, so. go ahead. Take no, it. No, Kyle, do do yourself. For what? For, uh... Doodle arm. No, for, uh... For your game, uh, for, Yeah, Sat- for your, your bases Sunday. clearing double. Yeah. Because <laughs> that that's so the, cause, funny. Because that's what mine was going to be. Go ahead, Matthew. Go ahead. Did you hear about this, Kendall? No. So, uh, my toast of excellence well, hold on. Is... We're going to set the stage first. So... They go to play softball on Sunday morning, and the other team doesn't have enough people. So, you know how the rat he you know is. how they go. They just, uh, oh, yeah, you can have souls. <laughs> <laughs> so, they souls suited up for the other team. So, so, then when souls came up, everybody on the team that knows them said, oh, everybody come in. So, Pat comes in from left field, and Kyle laces a double <laughs> over Pat's Already thank, infield thank head. You, thank you for taking my the, test of excellence. The best thing. I, take it. I had to. You just set the scene. The but you just said is, what it was. Yeah, but but still, your toast of excellence. The ball I didn't was take hit. it. You were just going to say Kyle hit a three-run double. Like no, nobody it wasn't. No, Pat. Pat takes a step in and just kind of parks there, and and we're like, oh, he's right out, and it just carried right over, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> hey, that kid's got pop. No, I don't. Come on. I was a late to single. Then Kyle stands at second, does like the dro- Jordan shrug. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Kyle, do you have a toast of excellence? My toast of excellence is to not Kendall for taking mine. Um, what about Philip Rivers? What about Philip Rivers? Four hundred touchdowns. Can care less about that. Okay. 
For my total excellence to Philip Rivers for throwing a four hundred touchdown. To Mo Alley Cox. I uh, crack him, gentlemen. We have a sip of silence. Does anybody else have anything to say? Another one? Uh, this is to Gail Sayers, who passed away at 77 uh, five days ago. So, uh... Now both right. members of Brian's song are gone. Yeah. What was the other guy's name? Brian Piccolo. Uh, that's why they got the Dragon Ball Z character. Shut up, Carol. That was so <sighs> dumb. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh... Writer in Japan was watching Brian's song and just knew this name was it. Akira Toriyama. What? That's his name. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Minecraft Massey. <laughs> Fox got a love That's a good name. I did have one other toast. A toast of excellence to everybody that's in the room for actually picking your weekly fantasy teams within like a two second span. It was amazing. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I was half expecting to get like someone picking a team like Thursday at like five thirty. Oh man, you know what I just remembered? Yeah, I took care of it for you. Oh, thank I took you. care of it for everybody. <laughs> what? I'm not doing it anymore though. What? Not for for those teams because I remember I was like, hey, yeah, the only change you might make if if uh, Adams doesn't play. Forgot about that till right now. <laughs> I texted Paul my only change before the game started. Yeah, Kyle didn't. Kendall did when he sent it to me. Um. Rat. No, someone's going to be a rat. Before I get into potluck roundtable, whatever the fuck you want to call it, does anybody have anything that they want to talk about? Uh, do you want to just run down the games, Kyle, real quick? Yeah. Kendall, hit it. Pull him up. No, hold on. He's got to pull hey, do you guys think the Giants will lose to a college team? No. Yeah. No. Because I do. I think Rebecca would beat them. I think, the, I think the Jets are a worse team. Nope. Kyle, Lightning, Lightning are right. up one nothing. Are they? Fuck. That's fair. Come on, Mike. <laughs> He's not there. I know. It's a funny joke between me and myself. Kyle, you can lead it off. Uh, my first game to Bears, though. What's yours? No, you do the Thursday night game, Kyle. You always start with the Thursday night game. Yep. All right, Kyle. You ready? Yeah, I got it. The Battle of Florida. Dolphin Jaguars. Jaguars looked like shit. The Dolphins played like the Dolphins. Not very well. They played the Jaguars. Can Gardner Minshew play better? I don't think so. But DBD. Sunday, 1 o'clock. Chicago Bears, Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta looking to bounce back from another 15-point deficit. You asked? The Bears did it. Nick Foles. Backup mop-up roll. Three touchdowns. In a 16-point comeback victory, the Atlanta Falcons fall to 0-3. Are the Chicago Bears really 3-0, though? TBD. Ram, Bills, and Buffalo. Josh Allen torches that defense like he does everybody else. Jared Goff led him back to take the lead late in the game, but Josh Allen came through in a clutch. Are the Rams defense that bad? Or Josh Allen that good? TVD! Washington football team, Cleveland Browns. Gross names. But the Cleveland Browns hold on 34-20 as they move to 2-1 on the season. Dwayne Haskins throws a whopping three interceptions, but Terry McLaurin continues to rip apart defenses. 
Chubb another great day on the ground, passing the century mark and two scores. Odell trying to get back to form. Will the Browns figure it out? TBD. Titans Viking. You guys like how that sounds? I sure don't. The Titans go into Minnesota and up, not upset, but they beat the Vikings by no point. The Vikings are kind of a whatever team at this point. Can the Titans keep it up next week in Pittsburgh? DVD. The injured San Francisco 49ers and the New York football Giants. Can the Giants take advantage of a slumped team? Nope. 36-9 routing from Nick Mullins and company as the 49ers move to 2-1. Jarek McKinnon scores in his backup debut, and Daniel Jones leads the ground rushing in the first Saquon absence of the season. Will the Giants get a win this season? TBD. Great as Patriots. Patriots beat them by 16. Cam Newton didn't look great, but they got the job done behind Rex Burkhead. The Raiders play like cheats after a big win against the Saints. Can the Raiders be better? Maybe. Are the Patriots for real? DVD. We visit Philadelphia, where the Bengals come as the away team. Two 0-2 teams looking for a victory. Who comes out? Neither. In a game no one wants to watch with an ending no one can stand as the Bengals and Eagles tie. But Joe Burrow continues to look like a stud pick for the Bengals as Mixon continues his struggles on the ground. Miles Sanders still looking promising as Wentz is returning to his MVP status. Uh, TBD! <laughs> you don't know what the outcome of the game is, you know what I'm saying? It's tied. Texans stealing. Texans went up big, scored 21 points in the first half. James Conner and the Pittsburgh Steelers came from behind and beat the Patriots. Patriots. Fuck me. <laughs> but they came back and beat the Texans by a touchdown. Are the Steelers Super Bowl contenders? Are the Texans that bad? DVD. New York football Jets travel to Indianapolis to take on Phil Riv and the Colts. As stated, Phil Ridd throws his 400th career touchdown, his only touchdown on the day, to Mo Alley-Cox. T.Y. Hilton continues to struggle as Jonathan Taylor shines. Frank Gore still doing Frank Gore things with 57 yards on the ground. Is there any chance that we could somehow see the Giants and Jets play? TBD. Panthers charges. Maybe the upset of the day. Herbert couldn't get the job done against the McCaffrey-less Panthers. Are the Panthers whatever? We know that. Are the, can the Chargers win game? DVD. In the real upset of the day, though, the Detroit Lions travel to the desert to beat the Arizona Cardinals 26-23. Stafford with a pedestrian day, but Peterson using the old legs as youth on the ground. Galladay a big day despite Hopkins having a bigger day, but Kyler Murray throws three interceptions. Are the Lions making a real comeback? No. But are the Cardinals the real deal? TBD. Buccaneers, Broncos. Patriots again. Yeah, I know. Why were they on TV? No one knows. But the Buccaneers slapped them around like a bunch of little children. Are the Buccaneers that good? I think so, but Mock doesn't. But the Brady, the Brady Bucks got it done. 
can the Broncos find a way to succeed? No. But I do tell you this, the Buccaneers are back. TBD. That one didn't go well. Seattle Seahawks host the Dallas Cowboys. Russell Wilson checking in to see if them still them boys. They're not after a five-touchdown performance from Russell Wilson. Dak Prescott threw three with two picks. The Cowboys continue to lose because they won't fucking run the ball. DK Metcalf, 110 yards, touchdown, and a hilarious fumble. Is Russell Wilson the hands-down MVP of this season? I think so, but TBD. The Packers and the Saints. Rodgers versus Breeze. Rodgers looks good. I don't think so. But the Packers got it done in the 37-30 win against the Saints because Drew Brees only likes to throw to Alvin Kamara. Can Brees find the deep ball? DBD! And Monday Night Football, Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens. What some think to be a preview of the AFC Championship game. Can the Baltimore Ravens defense hold on to the high-flying Kansas City offense? Can the lackluster Kansas City defense contain the ever-spreading Lamar Jackson? TBD! Good job, guys. That was awesome. Um, That was fucking nuts. (laughs) Holy shit. I'm always so tired after those. I I love how the the voice changes from the start to the end. (laughs) I love how Kyle will set himself up for a TBD like four times in a row and then just settle. <laughs> just keep someone. asking questions. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is at this point. Hey, it's a show tradition. You're a show tradition. Thank you. No one likes you, though. Thank you. Yeah, you're ugly. True. I I have no words for what we just watched. That was a great play. <laughs> I was busy uh, doing my TBD to see what happened. Uh... Mahomes threw a 20-yard touchdown to Hill on the back corner of the end zone. Just... I don't know why you said Hill like that. Yeah, so far it doesn't sound impressive. A good quarterback threw a 20-yard touchdown to a good receiver. Come on, sell us on it. Yeah, go watch the game. Did he jump over Peters or? Yes. Kind of. Here, hold on. I'll, a... I'll play it full screen for you. Oh, that's loud. Hold on. Let's turn that off. So far, can't see it. You know, it's really annoying that. It's Magic. almost October, and it's like feels like July in here. <laughs> it's actually, I'm more comfortable today. Oh. That was a pretty good play, Kyle. Well, yeah, because you're down all that weight. That's true. Paul, you want to see the play? No, I saw it. All right. So. Those are our week three recap. Which, thank you guys for continuing to do those. Those are a lot of fun. Um, So there was a couple of funny things out of that Giants game. They are terrible. Uh, that uh, actually, yes. before you get into that, I'd like to do something real quick, just because while well, it's still fresh in my mind. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Kyle. You made a comment that uh, arose some eye rolling and eyebrow raising in our recap. Uh, so, do we want to talk real quick about your comment of Josh Allen torching the Rams defense? Because Massey had some very uh, facial gestures that he, he, he made had when he five said that. touchdowns. How did he not torch him? Because most of that came on the ground. Okay. So he didn't torch us. No. He still threw for over 300 yards, though. And had five touchdowns. Most of the, most of his touchdowns came at the end of the game. Okay. No, beginning of the game. Sorry. Okay. Uh, but we're all set up by the rush. Okay. And most of his yardage came at the end of the game. Okay. But I mean, but still. He had 300 yards and five touchdowns. But it still doesn't, like, 
torch. He still torched your secondary. You guys should have lost by more than that. I, I know that. Um, I didn't watch a snap of like, this game. The the offense didn't dominate the defense, but like Allen still. I mean, five touchdowns and three hundred yards still torching a, a secondary. I, I didn't watch a snap of this game. I was just getting updates because I have Josh Allen on a fantasy team, and I know that at least five <laughs> times. I, I would get big play updates that he completed a pass greater than twenty five yards. It was like four, is, four or five. I'm, like trying, long to, I'm trying to think. The real question is: Is Woods even like a, an, an option on that team anymore? No. Um, I would say that Josh Allen is better than Drew Brees right now. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at. I would say he's probably second in MVP conversation right now. Yeah, it's one interception and a thousand yards, and it was a bullshit interception. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about that? Did anybody see that? No, but I heard it was bullshit. Uh, so it was uh very reminiscent of the uh, Green Bay Seattle uh, replacement refs catch. Fail Mary. Yep, pretty. Uh, you should have to do a shot for that. That's what it was. I, I don't I, care. I don't care if that's what it's, <laughs> that's it's what it called. called. But I don't care. You shouldn't have brought that up. I it was just do, a dumb name. You do I actually do didn't know it was though. called that. Did you not? From week one. We'll get All right, so Actually, you got to do two shots. You lost. This was this was the. Uh, hey, if this I stop the interception, if I stop drinking beer and I go upstairs and get my hoodie, can I weigh in again at the end of the show for like more weight loss? Sure, because I'll sweat a lot. <laughs> so it was just what you know. They both kind of came down and they no. He had the ball firmly in his hands. Johnson grabbed onto it midway down. If you watch on this, so pass interference right there. But he grabs it right there, and they both go to the ground. So. I mean the the way I see that is he hasn't completed the catch yet, right? So that was the argument is that he didn't complete the catch, but Johnson didn't rest the ball away from him until they were on the ground. But but I mean still like he he hasn't completed the catch. He's touch. He's getting a hand on the ball before they hit the ground. So I mean they're they're kind of tussling over it. It's so it, it was controversial. Yeah, that's, it's a, it's, a, we'll it's a gray about. area. That was Josh Allen's only interception on the year, though. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, I'm not saying Josh Allen didn't play well that game. We only lost one, like, big name. Like, I don't want to say big name like McCaffrey, but we only lost one, like, bigger name this week to injury, right? Who did we um, lose? Tyre- uh, uh, there we go. Um, Tariq Cohen. Oh, yeah. Tariq Cohen towards that, ACL. That was rough. Yeah. That was rough. Did you see the play? I didn't see it. Right, Tariq, Tariq Cohen, because they were playing in Atlanta where they have the turf turf, not like grass turf. So he dug his cleats in to do a fair catch, mm. and one of the Atlanta Falcons slid cleats first into his shin. Ah. He hit it. His So he hit it. His foot stayed Planted. forward. His knee went kind of sideways, and then you could see the back of his pant leg. You could see it flex out from the snap. Oh, like yeah. when you watch like the Achilles pop or something yeah. like that? Man, oh. that sucks. I yeah. saw he got hurt. I didn't. I didn't see the. Hey, play. there's no better way to celebrate a big injury than to sit out for the whole year and get paid. <laughs> or, I mean, a big contract. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No kidding. Glad on what he signed that last week. It was right before the right, right game before. Yeah, right before the Giants, the Giants game. Wow. Um, well, I gotta take three shots. <laughs> you know, I was waiting for Kyle. Um, yeah, take three shots today, Mock. You already owe three shots. For what? We we said that last. You week, lost right? to the Steelers. Yeah. No, that that's the three he's talking about. What? He just said for what? You just said oh, no. for what? I, it's the same same three, though. Steelers, Bears, and what was the third one? You lost to me in fantasy. Kyle, but I also beat you in fantasy. I mean, yeah, not in the real league, though. Ah, that, 
That sounds like semantics I, to me. Yeah, I think we What's should What's the real league? The friend league? Friend yeah. league and GSW. The new owe me a shot. Okay. But, um... I got graves in the car. Oh, oh let's do it. Um... What is your obsession with graves? Nothing. It's, it's not good. It's pretty good. Shut up. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, you owe me a shot. I thought we weren't doing fantasy. I thought if you missed shows or it's... And that's what I was talking about. Kyle kept saying you owe another shot for, like, the fail Mary and then shit like that. I didn't think he was talking about Because if it was fantasy, I owe you guys a bottle every (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so I don't know how we didn't do this. Uh, Kendall, congratulations for winning GSWD Baseball. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I I don't have the shot for Kyle this week, so I didn't know how I was going to play. Kyle finished in last place. You know what's funny? Is Kyle had a chance. I told him. I told him. All he had to do was check his fantasy team for the one week. Because it was because the rankings went based off of the and we had consolations. If he beat Mock and checked his team, Mock would have finished in eighth. But he um, didn't check. I don't know because I was up like fourteen games or something. He would have had to like shut me out. No, but if he checked during the week, the whole week, and kept playing the guys that were playing, because he had you in the playoffs then. In the con- no, in the consolation bracket, because that's where the they because you guys made consolation brackets, which per- determined your overall ranking. Oh, so I you guys played set for seven and eight, and he didn't. I told him to check his team because he had. I was looking at Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. He had a combined like eight hundred batting average on his bench for those three days, with a lot of ding dongs. I tell you, you know what sucks about that because like you forget about it for a couple days, and then you go back to it and you're like, oh man, I had Charlie Blackman on the bench all week. That's cool. <laughs> He's kind of been having a pretty good year. <laughs> I have an alarm on my phone that goes up every day at 9 a.m. to tell me to set my lineup. Hey, you know what's funny? Um, there, there was someone. I'm not. I'm not gonna point a finger, but I saw them set alarms and then didn't make their picks. Yeah, Massey. Is that two weeks in a <laughs> row you didn't make picks? You didn't make any picks in the Pick'em League this week. Yeah, I did. Did you save them? <laughs> Dude, I tell you, you're not hitting save or something. You got to make the picks uh, yeah, and then I hit made... save. Yeah. Well, they didn't go through. The, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't save them. I think right now, I think right now, <laughs> Kyle's in the lead with like 318 points, and you're in last with 104. <laughs> I, I put them in there. Are, are you putting the values? Yeah, are you putting yes. the, the confidence there, picks. There's something because yes. mis- it it doesn't show you making picks. <sighs> Kyle, oh by the way, I I would like to uh, propose something. Yeah, because I have my alarm set for Thursday to go off to do it. Are you using Mozilla Firefox? <laughs> I would like to propose yes. something. If uh, Kyle finishes ahead of me in this week's fantasy so i'm doing the scores right now while we mm-hmm. talk if kyle finishes ahead of me him and i trade places the reason for that being because kyle did not submit his lineup to me and kyle had three guys that weren't playing <laughs> and because i did it for mock i did it for you because if i did it for kyle you would have had you didn't do it for me last week. Thomas and Sterling Shepard. But they both mentioned to me that they wanted what they wanted, but they never submitted it. Like, they were just like, like, Mock was like, oh, I'm just waiting to see what happens to Adams. And I remember Kyle saying something along the lines of like, yeah, I got to take Thomas out and Shepard. But he never did. Never sent anything to me. So I submitted in. Well, because you only had two zeros last week. He was about to have three. Yeah, but he mentioned them to me. I, I mean, listen, I'll I'll take the zero for Adams because I did not submit it. What I'm saying is that he mentioned it to me. That's why, like, Kendall, what Kendall did was perfect. This is what you guys should do. When I send out the thing tomorrow after this, this game is over with the final results, send me your picks for what team you want, and then immediately just make changes if you know that if you know there's guys that are guaranteed going to be out. If somebody's questionable, like Julio or Devontae Adams, yeah. 
then, okay, whatever happens. But, like, Michael Thomas, for example, you know wasn't playing. So sub him out right then and there and just say – that way I have it on record. Worst case scenario, yeah. you get something. No, you're right. Anyway, moving on. Bitches. Um, you are. I am going to go around the table and start doing uh, the potluck kind of thing. Uh, my favorite from this week, the Astros have officially finished the season with a losing record. And made the playoffs. So, fuck baseball. Um, I hope they go off in the playoffs. You know, and uh, I don't know. It just it doesn't bother me. Like, the whole, like, I don't know. I don't they know finished, why. They didn't play good this year, not because of the players, but because they lost big players to their team. No, 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 I can't no, care less no. about the averages. The point is they lost their best pitcher for the year. Yeah, but okay, but Kyle, I understand what you're saying. But you're going to sit here right now and you're going to tell me that their record has nothing to do with Altuve batting 210? Has everything to do 210. with the 210. No, let me finish. 210. I don't care. Okay. All right. Go ahead. The point is you lose your best pitcher, you're pitching three rookies. Okay, I understand that. But at the end of the day, their lineup, a lineup of all-stars. Nobody batted above 285. Okay. Bad and year. only one guy did. I understand that, but that contributes to lost games. Okay. Altuve. You're, also giving up seven runs a game does not help. But they're a lineup that can put up nine. Kyle, you should know it better than anybody. Your lineup continuously puts up nine and, and gives up 11. Yeah. But, but that's how point, we lose. Right. I understand that. But your losses were entirely banked off of how shitty your bullpen was. And every MLB analyst will tell you that. Nobody in the MLB analyst world is saying that the only reason the Houston Astros weren't good this year was because they lost Justin Verlander. No, it's because adding they Justin adding Justin Verlander does not make them a fucking ten loss team. It no. gives them it gives them five more wins. Yep. Five more wins, and it makes the rest of the rotation better. But it doesn't make the hitting better. So it. it Okay. So what happens? Okay, so Verlander comes in and pitches six games. What happens if two of them he goes out and gives up six? The Houston Astros do not score six runs a game, so they lose those games off the offense. Your pitchers are going to get shelled. Nola's been shelled cr- before, correct? Yeah. Nola gets shelled, and then your offense is responsible for picking him up, and they do because you have a good offense. They didn't have a good offense this year. Their offense is not good because they, they don't played, know what's coming anymore. They played trash. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's a down year for them. It had everything got in their heads. It's but the offense, like Altuve's batting average, slugging percentage, OB, OPS, whatever OBS, however the fuck you pronounce it, WAR, all that shit, swinging at balls in the dirt. None of that shit has anything to do with Verlander not pitching. This year was his worst stat wise because I'm looking at it in his entire career. Yeah, but the cheating thing happened in 2017. But I think their top, but their top three home run hitters have less home runs than Luke Voigt does. Like, that doesn't come off... I'm sorry, but that that's not, that's not has nothing to do with Verlander pitching or not pitching. I understand that Verlander would have added more wins, but he wouldn't have added more... Like, him being on the team wouldn't have added more than eight wins to their season. That's enough to do, make a lot of a difference. But it's not a... But it, it wouldn't have gotten him first in the division. It doesn't need to get him first. But, but it, it wouldn't have changed their playoff seating. They would have been the same. They would have maybe – no, it wouldn't have changed their playoff seating. The Astros uh, would have, what, five if, more wins? If they won eight, if they had eight more wins. If they had eight more wins? Yeah. They would have finished in first in that division. 
they, they were more than they were less. They than, were how the bad eight, did the athletics the, finish? They fell off six and twenty four. They All fell right. off par. So okay, so then the same thing though. They have Verlander keep Chapman in. The Houston Astros still don't win that division because the Astros started sliding hard after Chapman got hurt. I understand like Verlander would have given them more wins, but it doesn't substitute. But you're assuming that he wins all his starts. It's not even about that because Kyle's right. It makes the rotation better. You're taking out a rookie, but it doesn't substitute a 217 batting average from Altuve or whatever it was, a 280 batting average from Bregman, a 260 batting average from Carrera. I mean, those are all guys that should be batting 280 and up with in this season is even in this season 15 or 10 to 15 home runs each, and they combined for like 20. I I know what you're saying, Kyle, but I don't think it would have made as big of a difference as everyone thinks. Mark, you walked away as I said this. Sorry. Uh, it's all right. Uh, <clears throat> Astros have finished the season with a losing record, and this started a whole debate. <laughs> Did uh, Patrick Mahomes just do the thing again? Just a bomb. Uh, so what's your opinion on the Astros finishing with a losing record this year? I mean... It, it is what it is. Kyle is um, saying that it's because Verlander was gone. Paul is saying it's because the offense took a step back this year. I think it's it's both things. I mean, both. Congratulations to Patrick Mahomes for becoming the fastest quarterback to 10,000 yeah, 10, yards. 10, yards. Oh. Also, congratulations to the Houston Texans for signing uh, three-way Earl Thomas. Did did they sign him? I they, thought they're going to sign him. They said that they're, they're expected to sign him. They're yeah. going to sign him. Every time that comes up, it's just like, yeah. I think I've seen. He's sitting one, right here. We'll I, see what happens. I think I've seen twice where an expected to sign hasn't gone through. Well, Clowney all off season. He was expected like seventeen mm, times. You're not and wrong. Then, and then went to Tennessee. Tennessee, right? Yeah. But um, as far as the Astros, I mean, yeah, of course, losing Verlander is less games. But at the end of the day, that's one pitcher. In this shortened season, he had how many starts? Verlander. That's. What, I mean. I mean. Think, it, it was a sixty-game season. So maybe ten starts. Yeah, ten to twelve. So, so you're assuming he's winning. You're, Paul's even if you games. assume he wins all of his, even if he wins all of them, say he gets twelve starts, goes twelve. That's twelve wins. Okay. I mean, they could go twelve and what uh, forty-eight. It, Possible. It, you know what I mean? So to me, the the offensive side, the guys that play every day, especially the guys oh. that got them to World Series and deep play. If they're not going to perform to where they normally do, that that to me is going to weigh more than a pitcher that pitches once every five days. Because in that five days, there's at least four games. Yes. Um. I mean the the other side of that. I mean, we we talked about it before the baseball season. I mean, yes, the Astros managed to make their way to the postseason, but they did finish with a losing record. I mean, what does it say to the whole, you know, trash can banging that their stars that were hitting the cover off the ball the last few years finished, what, I mean, all below 250? We've determined that that does not matter. What doesn't matter? It happened in 2017. They got, a, they got back there last year. They weren't doing it last year, and they were fine. Well, the problem is that there's so many aspects for, to this. For both years. Because it was it was last year that they beat the Yankees, wasn't it? Yes, that was where it started. Was he hit the home run off Chapman, and he was running holding the jersey with the yep. buzzer? Was it last year? He did yeah. That? Yes. So that's why I mean, that's why there was so much on them for this season. Because if they didn't 
perform the way they have been the last two years, you know, is it that they were that good or that they were had this scheme in? Yeah. Quick score update. Uh, Lightning are up 3-2 for game six right now, uh, the end of the second period. They win, I believe they win Stanley Cup. Right, Paul? Yeah. Um, let's talk about the NBA. Doc Rivers just got fired. Yeah, yep. that was a long time coming. Did he get fired or did they just kind of mutually? Like, how? how... He got fired because that team didn't go Mut- anywhere. Mutu- mutually parting ways is just, th- that's them putting in a nicer nice, way. Like, hey, we'd like, we're, to, we'd like to go in a different direction. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay. Hey, He's going to be the Sixers coach, Kyle Calder. Which would be very funny. Uh, would you get a suit, what Kyle? What would be funny? Just the memes that will come out of it. No, it makes no sense. It, well, Kyle, you have to admit there will be memes out. Of yeah, that, but that, like I think Doc Rivers right now is the most sense coach for that team. Okay, the way they're fair. built right now. Do Do you think they retain Simmons and Embiid? I think they do it for this year. Yeah. I I only I, ask because I I happen to see a thing today that like I can they, see they Al don't Hort. like each other. <laughs> I mean, listen. I you you obviously going to know more than I. I'm going off something I read on a Yahoo article. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's first like, mistake. But, but that's what it thing. was. Just this is what's going to happen. They're going to bring in a head coach. All it's going to take is them making a couple phone calls just to say, "Hey, we're not looking to trade, but we'll listen to offers." And it's the same thing in any sport. You see it in football all the time. New head coach comes in, and somebody comes over and offers the right pieces. Yeah, they're gone. Then, you know, the the right pieces with the right draft capital. Because no head coach is going in being like, all right, I got a year to do this. They're coming in, and they're like, okay, I'm I'm, you know, three, four-year plan. So, like, let's see. This isn't working. We get rid of Embiid. Okay, cool. Embiid's gone. Um, But what can we get for him? Should we get this, this? And then we get this capital, this capital, this capital, this capital. I can make this into a championship yeah. and doc rivers is a good drafter doc rivers is good at working the draft boards so he's just not good at retaining those people when it comes to like Embiid and simmons i did see it was a, it's a speculation if they if they signed d'antoni they would make an Embiid for harden trade oh if they if they signed d'antoni there's no way Embiid's on that team to start the year because Embiid can't do what d'antoni runs D'Antoni is Ben Simmons is the perfect point guard to run that team for D'Antoni because it's all about speed and perimeter defense, no interior defense, no ha- half court offense. He just happens to have size, right? No half court offense or defense. It's all back and forth, fast break points. I mean, Dan, I mean, you. Look, I would be surprised if you look up D'Antoni's like like teams, the way that their their offense and defense broke downs. I would be surprised if every team D'Antoni's coached isn't top five in fast break points for and against. Because they don't set up and play half court offense or defense unless they have to. Because uh, and if they do, sorry, let's keep cutting you off. But like they do, we saw it with Harden and Steve Nash just had more people to play make to. But if if you are going to set up in a half court offense, all right, this guy is going to have the ball in his hands ninety eight percent of the time, and then it's up to him to do what he wants to do. I don't care what happens. I don't care who takes the shot. I don't care who gets the bucket. But Ben Simmons needs to have the ball in his hands ninety eight percent of the time past the half-court mark for the rest of the season. Actually, that crack real quick while he's sipping that before Kyle goes into his point. We never did a, we never did our starting lineup. So, uh, Mass and Mock, what are you drinking? Bush. Bush. Kendall? From Dogfish Head Worldwide Stout. 
Where are they from? Anything? Oh, from, from, from Delaware. <laughs> a little more information Yeah, there, we don't guy. drink dogfish head on the show regularly, you asshole. Sorry, sorry. It's just it's a very dark beer brewed take with a ridiculous off. amount of barley. Uh, I started with neon lights, now I'm on uh, Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. Uh, I am drinking from Off Color Brewing in Chicago, Illinois. Coffee Dino S'mores, a stout brewed with cocoa nibs, coffee, and natural flavors. A imperial coffee marshmallow stout. Alright, so Souls, go ahead. Like I said, I did see like if they signed Dan Tony, it would be a Embiid for Harden swap. And Which I don't like. Neither do I. But it is what it is. It's just offense, you know, defense. Then you're playing Al Horford at the five if they decide not to trade. Well, I just don't like it because it, it's too much like, hey, I want the ball in my hands for your backcourt. And then Doc Rivers getting fired. He would make the most sense because he had the point guard, Chris Paul, who's a playmaker. Ben Simmons, he's a playmaker. And I think Joel Embiid's better than DeAndre Jordan. Not think. I know he's better than DeAndre Jordan. So to say that guy, like, the poor man is a million years old. And if they decided to, to try another year of Horford and Embiid, it could be like the Griffin and Jordan type thing, just without the flash. And and I think Rivers can work with that. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, we have finally have an NBA final set up, uh, Lakers and Heat, just like everybody predicted at the beginning of the year. Uh, um, that's not true. <laughs> I'm say, the only person I've heard predict Heat to the finals was Paul. Guys, that was clearly a joke. <laughs> but we don't believe you, Mass. Listen here, guy, you're not going to come in here with that type of humor. <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty quick prediction as I'm writing down teams for the scores. I'm 99% sure that Mock won. For uh, football? The, week, the weekly pick um, Gotcha. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of rattle off a couple names to you. Yep. Uh, DK Metcalf, All right, Alvin Kamara, Josh Allen. Done. You're definitely Allen done. Robinson. <laughs> God damn, dude. Good job, Mock. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But he also started Devontae Adams, so I have to take Metcalf out of there. Oh. Ah, rip. <laughs> just the rules. The way it is. Um, so, Heat Lakers final. Uh, LeBron facing his old team. Uh, Jimmy proving that he can carry a team to a championship. Bam Adebayo going off in the last game like crazy, which was awesome to see. Um, um, not that it matters, but did Heat win as the home team? No, no, no they, they won, won as, as away. They, they were down by six with eight minutes left, I think, in the third period, and they scored thirty-five to seventeen to finish it, which was crazy. Um, I mean, it was a lot of fun to watch. So. So, so the Miami Heat are built in a way that it's very tough to stop. Yes. They don't have a true point guard. With Kendrick Nunn, he's a defensive-minded player. So, but when he puts up the numbers, he puts up pretty impressive numbers for a point guard. He'll put up like 20 points, 8 assists, or something mm-hmm. like, just like that. Then you got Jimmy Butler. You know what Jimmy can do. He's a defensive-minded guy. But he can elevate his game when needed in the offensive side. And you got Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, who are three-point specialists. And for some reason, 
Jimmy Butler and Duncan Robinson are like best friends. So that's cool. The best video ever, though, <laughs> was the Tyler Hero one. You yeah. ever see that video? You ever see the video of uh, Bam Adebayo, Butler, and Hero sitting down doing an interview? Oh, yes. I've seen oh, that. So funny. They were making a comment or whatever. About then, swimming, right? Yeah, and then Tyler Hero goes, I can't swim. Tyler Hero, the white guy, yeah. goes, I can't swim. And Jimmy Butler switched over and goes, I knew you were hood. (laughs) 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 It was such a good interview. I remember seeing that. Um, I mean, quick predictions around the room. Uh, What do we think? Lakers heat. Kendall. Lakers heat and six. Kyle. I think the heat beat the Lakers. Lakers. Lakers and seven. I think they have just, you know how teams sometimes have that thing that just carries them through. Like, it's the Cinderella story for the end of the year. This is the Kobe thing. The right. Kobe well, thing will carry them that, through. Well, the... What you're saying is what I say all the time. Is sports is very romantic. Yes. And I just think that it's going to happen. That's the only reason. Otherwise, I would say the Heat. Because I think the Heat's the better team. I just think for Kobe, they find a way to do it. Yeah. But here's the thing. This is the worst matchup for the Lakers. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. Bam Adebayo will be covering Anthony Davis. Yep. And Jimmy Butler will be guarding Le- LeBron James. Yep. It's the worst possible combination they could have. And the rest of the Lakers are kind of buns. <laughs> Alex <laughs> Caruso will win finals. And, and the rest of the Heat are pretty damn good. Matt, if that turns out to be true, you have to buy his jersey. <laughs> you kind of look like Alex Caruso. Kind of a little bit. Just a little lot heavier, and I have a and little bit more hair. receding hairline. Man, well, we should get you a white headband. Wow. We should do that. Kyle just like throws in oh receding hairline. Yeah. Very great. I have a, I have a receding hairline, but Alex Caruso doesn't have hair. Yeah, yeah, no. But you're getting there. Getting there. Slowly. Right, come on, make fun of his nose. Come on, let's really get into it. <laughs> well, he's Kyle. There's not much more to make fun of. Oh I don't care. All right. I'm more knowledgeable than the Shirt average. Shirt off and wrestle, Kyle. <laughs> let's get um, steamy in here. I heard uh somewhere I saw a post. Um this year's Lakers team is comprised of LeBron's greatest obstacles throughout his career. He has Rajon Rondo from the 2008-2010 Celtics, Dwight Howard from the 2009 Magic, Danny Green from the 2014 Spurs, uh, Frank Vogel from the 2013 Pacers, Quinn Cook from the 2017 Warriors, and J.R. Smith from the 2018 Finals. And what, then Alex Caruso, hair. What What is the saying? Uh, die a legend or live long enough to become the... <laughs> well, it's, it's a superhero. Die, die a hero or live long, long enough to become the villain. Yeah. That's, that's it's just a stupid situation. quote that and like Peter also, Parker said. Also, the Miami Heat. Nope. Had... Dumbest, dumbest, dumbest Wasn't person Peter ever. That said it. Andrew Garfield was the worst Spider-Man ever. And also, the Miami Heat had this guy that won Final MVP a couple years ago named Andre Iguodala. You said might have been might have might have been Tom Holland. No, I said it might have been from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's another. Thing you, you really don't know from. where that quote is from because I'm going to throw so something at you. Nobody's. What did I say? Dark Knight. Andre Iguodala is is on a six-year final streak. Yeah. Pretty cool. LeBron is on a 10-years final streak. So, like... No. He missed it last year. Oh, that's right. He missed it last year. That's right. So, like... Ah, you have to shotgun 10 beers. All right. (laughs) It's the new private stock. So, he said it was... It's been 10 straight finals that he made if he made the playoffs. Or something like that. Something like that. There was some... It it was something LeBron has, like... Yeah, the last 10 years he's made the playoffs, he's made the finals. Yes. Oh, but that's the thing, though. Like, that's the thing. So, that, uh, it's one of those stats people years, make up. Just to <laughs> Ten years, how many championships out of those ten? Three. There you go. 
Wait, Paul, is that Shaq thing still alive or is that dead? Is that you? Do you have a oh, stat yeah, like yeah. that? I'll look it up. What was the stat? I'll look it up. I'll look it up. It's something I'll let you, you know. I'll right. let you know. I just want to know what the name of the stat I'm is. I'm going to show you right. at the end. Just the, 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 it's, a, it's a Shaq hint. That's where we're going to leave you. <laughs> All hey, right. Kendall. Stephen Hoshka signed. Did he? Oh, he's a Jaguar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Hold on. Fuck. I got to get to Yahoo first. No, no, no. <laughs> I wish you did say that. We just picked him up. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Kyle, or Kendall, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know if I got screwed up this year, but... No. He's played with LeBron, Rondo, oh. Jared Dudley, Danny <laughs> Green, and Avery Bradley. Go. Yeah. So well, the stat, the stat is, Mass, that since 1985... Mass, I'm listening. this is for you, man. I'm listening. He's since, trying to beat Canada House guy. Yeah. <laughs> since got 19- it. Somebody look up the waiver order. What are we in? <laughs> there's no waivers. He's a free agent. It's, there's no, a waiver. There's still oh, waivers. there's still waivers. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the week is still going. The waivers until, are going until Wednesday. I didn't know because if sometimes if you're like a free agent, you haven't because you haven't played. Fuck, Kendall's in last place. He's gonna get him. No, no Kendall's ten. That means true. he's the last on the waiver. All right, I can't even select him. So <laughs> I don't know so, why. Massey's getting Mass, him. The stat was Massey's one. You're gonna blow yes. the waiver priority at a kicker. <laughs> Kendall, what are you going to trade for him? <laughs> Nothing. He's a, he's a bad man. <laughs> I bet you if you give him Carson, he'll give you he'll give you a Hauschka and Kelsey. Nope. <laughs> nope. I take oh, all my injuries Robinson. and all. So the stat was, Mass, that since 1985, every finals has had a member, a, a person that Shaq's been teammates with in the finals. That's pretty cool. All right. So obviously, 85 was before he was in the league, but since when his first year in the league. Trash. He was teammates with somebody that was in the finals in 85 at some point in his career. So, because he was teammates with LeBron in Cleveland, Avery Bradley in Boston, Danny Green in... Kyle, where was Danny Green before Toronto? Or before uh, San Antonio? Oh. Nowhere. He had to be. No. He had to Timberwolves. be. Timberwolves. <laughs> Danny Green was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. There you go. It didn't matter. But but he was teammates with him. I love that. Rajon Rondo that. on the Celtics. So so this will continue the streak, which puts it at 35 straight years that, that is so Shaq cool. has had a teammate at some point in the finals. That's like one of my favorite stat ever. He's just lucky he played with LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I have somehow gotten out of our GSWD league in – never mind, I figured it out. So it's 9.51. Let's wrap up the next nine minutes with just some hodgepodge potluck shit, Mass. We'll All go right. to, a, we'll go to like a, a quickish break, and then we'll come back, and we'll just kind of do like 90 minutes strong to 11.30. Because we kind of had like a weird time frame here where they started without us because we were late type of thing, and then we'll... um. Perfect. Let's talk about the uh, Falcons blowing a 99.9% chance and then a 99.1% chance to win, respectively. Uh, and Dan Quinn still having a job. Dan Quinn should be fired. That's the one that surprises me. That he's not fired? Yeah. I expect him to blow leads. <laughs> I I just don't understand how he hasn't been fired. That's what happens when you play conservative football. No, conservative football is playing to tie. That was bullshit. No, because you're up big in the fourth quarter. You let him waste time. And then they, they score no, a no, touchdown. No, 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 I'm talking in overtime. Kick the fucking field goal. What happens if you miss? You tie. So you punt instead? 
we're talking, we're talking about the, the Eagles. About the Eagles yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, we're talking about Dan yeah, Quinn. You, you brought up you brought up the Falcons <laughs> thing. I, I thought he started I, talking about the Eagles. I started talking about the Falcons. Oh, my bad. Different bird. <laughs> Same stupid fucking bird though. Um. But yeah, well, Matt said I kind of talked about this briefly. Uh, the, the Falcons are just a broken team. That team is just they, like they put up points. I just they at the end of the game they think hey. We can uh we can sit back. I tell you what though, I I agree kind of with what you're saying because you think if you're up twenty, conservative football should win the game. I mean I'm I'm sorry like you you run the ball whatever and you you kill the time. We saw them do this in the Super Bowl, and now two weeks straight, where yeah. they they well they they tend to do first things team in NFL history to blow two fifteen point leads in the yeah, fourth yeah. yep insane. It's just ridiculous that you know. I'm sorry, Dan Dan Quinn aside, like Matt Ryan is a as a former MVP. Like, take control of an offense, dude. It, it's so frustrating to watch a team that has talent just not not perform. It, well, you know, it's funny too. It's like they they do things kind of in opposite order. They they pass when they should run, and they run when, when they, they should pass. pass. It's like. They, they they don't they just don't play good situational football and it shows. We just said well, two weeks in a row. That, is that behind Todd Gurley the running backs are not very good? And Todd Gurley is not very good. He is very good. They just he don't use not, him though. the right way. He's running well for them. They don't use him the right way. Todd Gurley gets stronger as he goes. He's gonna get stuffed early and then he starts breaking it off little by little. Except he can't run on a bum he leg. He can run this year. They just he 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 looks good this they year. Have him he the looks all right. Team. Yeah, but I'm sorry. It's either fucking Todd Gurley or what's the backup? Hill. It's still uh, better than that. Yes, I will Edo give Smith. you that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Edo Smith. Is Edo Smith still there? I don't know if he's still. Even I think still, he is. It, it's like you have your choice. You have a guy that that's been there. He's won games. You give him the ball. Let him break something off. Yeah. To speak on this, the other guys can't do it. Uh, Bear safety to Sean Gibson on the Falcons passing three times after taking over with a three-point lead with 423 remaining. Said it was a big shock as a defensive player. Their play calling was a bit confusing on my end. All three passes were incomplete for an 11-second drive. So I think there's something to be said for that, too. Because he said, well, you know... The, I, I, I'll say this. Dan Quinn, it was a bad bad coaching decision when you're up and you want to milk the clock. That I, like, that, like, I mean, they were down three points at that point. But, like... There was still time, but the the Falcons did a very good job the whole game at catching the Bears by surprise in what would have been short pass or run situations. The first play of the game being a sixty eight yard strike to Calvin yeah. Ridley. I mean that you know only only didn't score a touchdown because Eddie Jackson got there and still ended up in a touchdown drive anyway. So they were surprising the Bears in situations. But I, my takeaway from this game for the Bears. And the two games prior is the Bears defense ha- is looking kind of like uh, right now. Like they're like they're giving up big chunk plays. They're getting scored on. The pass rush is kind of improving here and there. But the one thing you can take away from these three games, Kyle Fuller is a legit corner. And yep, the paycheck did not scare him. No. Like it does so many times with these corners. Kyle Fuller is a legit corner. And not only is he very good at pass coverage and picking off the ball, but he's a very good tackler. I can't tell you how many times. I mean, the, the Thanksgiving game, last, was it last year or the year before? The Lions were about to score the go-ahead touchdown. And Kyle Fuller, who got beat on biting on the, 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 
inside run where they, the the running back juked out to the right, he had enough makeup speed and the, the perfect timing to dive and just grab the, the toes of the running back to down him at the four-yard line, forcing him to kick a field goal. Like, like he is beca- he's a legit corner. He's the real deal. And this, this, this season is showing it for him, that the Bears did, a, did the right thing in, in paying. Hashtag pay A-Rob. <laughs> I, I normally A-Rob. don't do this, but can I bring up the Steelers for a second? You can bring up anything you no, want. I, I normally don't talk about my teams on this show, and this is how I'm going to do it. The way that they're playing right now is impressing me for one reason. They got down big in that game, and they finally were like, let's see what Ben can do. Well, there's no panic. There's no panic. That's the same reason I was impressed with my team. I think the Steelers are playing the – I think – not to say – I think Big Ben's just playing the game happy to be back. He's not forcing throws. He's just, you know – you know, he he what he was twenty three of thirty six, mm-hmm. and you know what, you know it's it's not pedestrian numbers, but it's not not you know. Ben will never have like the those twenty fourteen. Like, like 20, he will eventually have like those breakout four hundred yard games. When the Steelers play good, it's a hundred yards on the ground, two hundred in the air. I agree. I agree. Connor, the last two weeks looks like the James Connor that we all fell in love with. That's an odd sentence. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, we're always going to be, you know, thinking, is he going to get hurt? It's a fair question, but the last two weeks he was able to be all right. And he and he showed that when he's on the field, that team is a lot better with him than without him. Yes, the defense looked shaky in the first half, but they made the adjustment to halftime and they didn't score the rest of the, rest of the game. Yep. It's kind of like a tale of the two different halves every time they play, but like in the Giant game, they started off shaky, like defensively in the secondary, and then they figured it out. They started off real good against the Broncos, kind of let up, but when they needed to make a play, they made the play. I just think the Steelers are a more confident and different team this year than they haven't been years past. I think not having that Antonio Brown and or somebody that he needs to think he has to force the ball to is helping. Yeah, I think it's fair. My favorite Steelers thing is Juju just posted something on Twitter. Uh, did he have a wide open pass where he ran in for a touchdown? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just posted that on Twitter and said social distancing, and I thought it was very funny. I don't want to give him up because of like how good of a guy he really is. Mm-hmm. But, but he doesn't deserve that contract. If they can get him back on like a deal like like a three like a year, Cooper Cup, like a three like a three year thirty nine million dollar contract, like a Cooper like, Cup deal, yeah. I'd, I'd be all for it. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah, but you don't want to pay him more than DeAndre Hopkins. I, no, he would never get that money from anybody. No, but I don't, I don't know if he's necessarily a greedy guy. I think he's a guy who's just happy to be playing football. Yep. I could be wrong. Who knows? We've seen people flip the script, but... I don't know, Brad. Um, <laughs> what are you saying there, Brad? Mock, do you have anything that you want to say about your favorite college football team? Uh, Well, they're they're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. Um, you just, know, just saying for the fans out there, I'm not knocking Mock. He actually called them no, a college they, team this weekend. They might be. Well, I mean, of course, losing you know a player in Saquon Bar is is big. Granted, you know, until that point, he hasn't done anything. But it was also only two games. No, I know. But you know, the the first week, 
he had what six rushing yards, and then even though the week two he he wasn't getting anything going, and then unfortunately blows his knee out. Can I uh, drop in a quick little tidbit, not to make you feel worse? Uh, through three weeks. Hold on, give me a second. I want to find the exact number. Uh, it turns out he's a fascist. <laughs> uh, through three games, the New York Football Giants have only rushed forty times for seventy-two yards. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny about that? 50 of those yards was Daniel Jones this past Sunday. Um, <laughs> um, I did say running backs. Oh, well, still. Still, though. Um, you I, know, they, they brought in Freeman, which I think is a good signing. I mean, you know, he'll be there for a year. I think I think it's a good signing. Um, Very incentive-laden contract. Yeah. But at the end, I mean, this is a guy that, that was a 1,000-yard rusher. Now, here's a guy. That... I mean, last year. I mean, he, he's a pro bowl. Pl- I, I think it was a good signing. Um It's hard to kind of evaluate them because they just look so bad. I mean, Daniel Jones is young and and still makes a lot of mistakes. And this, but I mean, actually, I was thinking about this today. I mean, think back to when Eli started that first season; like he looked horrible, mm-hmm. horrible. And then you know he played what uh, twenty uh, fifteen years, whatever it is, 15, fourteen uh, seasons, and and led him to two Super Bowls, and so. So I'm trying to. The thing is, this is what this was going to be chimed in on, and and I'm not saying you're thinking of it this way, mock, but like this is the way a lot of people are thinking about, it, especially Giants fans. Is like everyone just like Giants fans just need to kind of pump the brakes on Daniel Jones, because yep. when you when when you when you sit down and you really really analyze our generation of QB watching, you think of when you think about the goats, you're thinking about Brady. You're thinking about Manning, Rogers, Rogers, now Mahomes. These types of all these types of things, right? But like, what do they giant... all have in common? What? I think all of them sat on the bench for at least a year and had time to learn. I don't think Brady sat for a full year; he only sat for half a season. Well, right? Did he? Manning never sat. Yeah, Manning, Manning sat right never out of the gate. sat. Brady, Brady only sat till Bledsoe got yeah, hurt. Half a Peyton. season. Peyton. Oh. I don't think Breeze sat either. He sat behind Rivers, well, didn't he? No, no, no. no. Rivers, he was way before Rivers. <laughs> was he? He was yeah. there. Yeah, no. they they got rid of Breeze and then drafted Rivers. Ah, okay. No, they played together. Did they? Mm-hmm. For one year. One year. Oh, that's right. That's right. They traded Breeze because they were worried about his knee. Uh, <laughs> was it his knee or his I, shoulder? I, shoulder. I thought, I thought that arm, happened yeah. in opposite order. My bad. But anyway, the point being, even though the team didn't give you the result, didn't give Giants fans the results they always wanted. For 17 years, you were spoiled at quarterback. Absolutely. I'm yeah. not saying you. No, I'm just no, saying, no, know, but Giants fans as a whole, you were spoiled. You were spoiled at the most important position in football for we'll call it 16 years. Taking it from somebody who hasn't had a quarterback no, since I'm he's been saying, alive. That guy, Eli, was never hurt. Once. Right. Never. Six, 16. Insane. We'll call it 16 years because there was the year where, like, you know, the Geno Smith thing and all that stuff. Yep. You think but about like, that. Besides that, that there, he never missed a start. Nope. Yep. That that was the only start he ever. I right. mean, until so, last season, but but like so for sixteen, like Giants fans are like you got to pump the brakes. Like when you're spoiled for that long, it's not very common you go from stud to stud. Like unless you're the Packers, like the the, the Packers the went the Packers went stud to stud. The Niners did it with Montana and uh, Young. And, and depending you. on what happens, the Patriots might be doing it with Brady to Newton. But like it's it's very uncommon. That you see this. I, I would like to chime in on one more thing. Uh, do you have any more Giants things to say? Well, well um, 
I, I agree with what you said. I mean, I, I'm trying. Like I said, I, I was really, I was thinking about it today. Bradbury's been playing very well. He's though. been playing great. And that's why, like, defensively, I think they've been all right. I think their defense has been on the field too much. So it, it's Sorry, it's showing, it you know. But um, it, it, it's it's frustrating, you know, like like Paul said, to, to pump the brakes and get. It's frustrating because when you're watching it and you're like, oh, this is such so bad. Like, I want anything to make this better. <laughs> But I, I do. I think that's why they invented alcohol, Mark. Well, that's temporary. You know, it, it's just it, it's tough to just watch. Hey, you only get out of first you know, place. Yeah, which which is hilarious. So that's, that hilarious. was one of the things I was going to bring up. <laughs> After three weeks, just like everybody predicted, Washington is on top of the <laughs> NFC East at one and one hey, and two. That's the greatest. Are they? Team they're over time. Dallas. Yeah. Dallas. Yes, because it was an interconference win. Well, here's the thing, too. Eagles tying is going to screw up that division Dallas, entirely. Dallas beat the Atlanta. Dallas beat the who Falcons. did Washington beat? Dallas beat the Falcons. Washington, Washington beat the Eagles. They won a conference. So, so that's oh, okay. no division. Oh, division. Division. division win. That's what I meant. Um, there was two funny stats oh. in the Giants game. Wow, that's a fumble. Um, is that Mark Ingram? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Packers. The Packers are, are over the Bears because the Packers have two division wins. The yeah. Bears have one. But the, there was two funny stat things that kind of came out in the Giants game. Uh, there was one. I'd have to double check the year, but I'm pretty sure it was the first game since like 1930 that uh, a team didn't have to punt or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about that. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool to own now. <laughs> and then uh, Mullins became or he tied the the Niners record with Joe Montana for opening his first i think it was his first five starts with over 250 passing yards yeah he looked like really good for he, some reason he did that last time he came in for garoppolo i remember he came in and had like that five touchdown game everyone was like who the fuck is this guy <laughs> yeah he pretty much did the same thing without he kind the of flamed out but i it was ridiculous like he just came in about? mullins oh he just no, came I'm in and looked fully like a stud on the nick mullins train it's i've been a so, fan of him since last year so start weird. him over jimmy g so he's weird. a better quarterback than jimmy g he is like surprisingly what? good. Did you just say? I stand by what I said. You're now. an idiot. Mullins would have won that Super Bowl, man. No, he wouldn't. Have. <laughs> <laughs> Ask anyone, Kyle. Nick <laughs> Mullins is the You know why? Nick Mullins is better than Tom Brady. Here's why he would have. Because if Garoppolo went down early in that game, Mullins is throwing five touchdowns. That's There's what he no does doubt. when Garoppolo gets hurt. <laughs> Could you imagine how that would turn around? The 49ers were like 56 to 30. He's the California Nick Foles. <laughs> he is. That's what I'm saying. He is destiny in San Fran. <laughs> I'm more scared to play Nick Mullins than I am to play Jimmy G. That should be the name of his album, The California. <laughs> me and Nick Paul Foles. were talking about it before. I was like, it, it's amazing to me how Nick Foles just jumps into a game and is like, hey, I'm going to go win this game right now. Yeah. So <laughs> hold on a second. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> we'll talk about it some other time. And it's just touchdown, 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 win. <laughs> uh, Paul, did you want to say something? Pick um, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. I don't remember what it was. So. It was something football related. It's always well, something th- hey, Think about it, and you can start off the next hour. No, I'm not going to be able to remember. I- I'll jog your memory, but hey, real no, quick. we got to remember it now. Have you guys enjoyed, real quick, before we go, this Sunday Night Football, this uh, double penetration of Collinsworth? Have you guys enjoyed <laughs> I'm this? Sorry, what? I have? So, Chris's son is doing the sideline stuff now yeah. for NBC. Oh, I no, haven't been watching you, you said, Paul, that you, had, you wanted to jump in on something else. Yeah. If that doesn't help you remember. (laughs) Paul, you're on this show, right? (laughs) Uh, Kyle with the real help there. Well, no, because maybe it could have jogged his memory. Like, don't be a fucking asshole. (laughs) 
I think it was. It was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of me thinks it was a fumble that I wanted to talk about. The DK Metcalf fumble. No, 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 no. That was just hilarious. It happens time to time. That makes me so mad. It makes me so happy. I'll try to think about it. But um, so we'll go to break. Uh, every just so you know, Rebecca's absolutely retarded for the aspect because Chris Collinsworth is the best commentator in sports. I will um, leave you guys with this before we go to break, unless Paul has something else he wants to say. No, please take over. Okay. Uh, Camp Newton, out of context, says, if I hit certain incentives in my contract, I will be able to dress all of my coaches, including Bill Belichick. If that, that could be hilarious. Randy Moss does, dressed him up like a pirate. So if, that doesn't incentive, <laughs> yes. if that doesn't incentivize you to have the Patriots win, nothing will. Pa- Patriots, Cowboys, Super Bowl, baby. I'm hoping Here we go. <laughs> we'll see you guys on the other side of the break on the PPRN Radio Network. And now... Back to Getting Sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk, live on the PPRN Radio Network. Assholes, all of them. Um, yeah. So, Carl. ML- MLB playoff picture. Yeah. Kyle, take it away. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can't pull up the bracket? No, I can't. Kyle knows everything baseball. I figured he had it ready to go in his mind. I could probably do it off the top of my head. All right, let's see, Kyle. Go. So we got the one seed, which is the L.A. Dodgers versus the eight seed Milwaukee Brewers. Then we have the two seed, which is. The Why don't we just go seed by like like matchup by matchup and give what we? That's what he's doing. No, no, no. He was going to go to the next one. Saying, give the matchup. Okay. Then let's predict what we think. What we predict out of that series. We got Dodgers Brewers. So I think uh, Dodgers two zero. I think Dodgers in three. Yeah. I think the Brewers should take one. Yeah. I just think the Dodgers just have like the perfect package of hitting and they have the perfect package of hitting and um, pitching to lose in the World Series. Yeah. I do have the Dodgers beating the Brewers. I think they're the better team. Um, You know, I think the Brewers were better on paper, especially when, you know, no one expected the season to go the way it did, especially with COVID and all that. I think the Brewers would have more leg to stand on. (laughs) Yeah, Bach predicted it. Uh, if there was a full 162-game season, I think the Brewers would be in a better position than how the season played out. But they did make it at the eighth seed. I just think the Dodgers would be the better team. Brewers in two, because until somebody wins the World Series, I'm going to pick against the Dodgers. Because they always find a way to choke in the playoffs. Yeah, that's usually in the World Series. It doesn't matter. I will still pick against them. Because they lost in the conference championship last year, didn't they? Yeah, but they also added another guy. I I realize that, but who, Kyle, who they've been the, they've been the best team in that division for three or in that league for three years. Yeah, you're right. But you're not getting. Hey, you know I understand your point. They added another weapon in bets. I get that, Kyle. My point is, adding pieces doesn't matter if you find a way to throw it away. Hey, I'll give anyone two dollars if they can guess the wild card series. Uh, National sponsor, the Wild Card Series national sponsor. Can yeah. we get any kind of hint? Uh, it's something auto parts related. Napa. Because I know if you're giving us two dollars, it's got to be something really or, obscure. Because that's yeah, a is. lot of money to you. Yeah, he's absolutely right. Is it? Is it O'Reilly? Nope. Is it Josh? For John, one, for uh, one, for one dollar, it's it's tire related. Goodyear. Nope. Michelin. Nope. Town Fair. Nope. Excellent guess, Kyle. For a Toyo. Nope. Goodyear? Nope. That was going to be my guess. Tire. That's it. Tire, the brand. T-Y-R-E. The brand is Hankook. 
It's Hancock. My family lives there. Some of them. Yeah. Actually, not that many of them, really. Not like five. Right. Mock predictions for the series? Dodgers, two. Hell, moving on to the next. We'll go to the AL. Which I believe is... My favorite thing is that he he yelled to you, Kyle, go to the next one. He's got a full screen bracket up on his fucking laptop I wanted right to now. see if he could do it okay. off the top I of I know, but it's just funny because he has a full screen. Kyle, next! <laughs> it's the one seed... You got it. Huh. Hold on. Let me figure it out. You want a hint? No, no, no. hints. I want to see if he can you, do it no, off no, the top no, of his no, head. No, no, no. Kyle, the only ace Tampa pitcher I'm Bay. good with in the show. Tampa right. Bay. Tampa Bay. Versus... This might be tough because I think that Toronto. The, yes, I was gonna say YouTube guy. <laughs> uh, I think Tampa wins in two. They have more pitching than Toronto. Uh, I agree with you, but Tampa in three. I think the Blue Jays will just find a way to win a game. I'm not. I don't hate that. I think I can get on board with that. Can somebody give me a push? Yeah. I, I I went. I reached my hand to this box, and I was like, "These are all way <laughs> too high a percentage to drink a third one." You want a broken skull? What's the percentage on that bad boy? Oh, uh, not very good. Oh, I thought it was a good beer. Uh, I think that's good. How do you think they're all good beers? Uh, not true. It's not a bad beer, though. 6.7. Yeah, I'll take one of those. But, Rebecca, do you like it because it's a stone-cold product? Yes. It's 100%. Yeah. It's not It's not a bad IPA. I, I, it's just, the thing, here's the thing. I, this is derailing our topic here. The reason I'll be using my Chicago White Sox. Very cool. Actually, Yeti the color scheme is awesome. Yeti Colster. Um, here's the thing. You, just like the rest of the world, and especially Kyle, recently, spoiled by delicious great IPAs. This isn't, this is meant to be a crushable everyday IPA. This is meant to be the IPA that you can have two thrown at you and you can shotgun them in the ring. I can dig that. No, that's Booker T, you asshole. He's the one that got hit with the milk by Stone Cold. (laughs) Mock prediction? Blue Jays in three. Oh, upset. T- Tampa does this. They get to the playoffs, and I think it happens again. I can dig it, Kendall. I, I know what Mox saying. I, I think I do think Tampa wins it, though. I, I do think one of the games is really close, and Tampa just kind of pulls it out. Just because I think the I think the eight seed is going to have the same problems that the seven seeds having is going to have in the playoffs, which is lack of experience. I have uh, Tampa winning uh, in two. I just don't think that. Uh, Blue Jays have the firepower. I think I do agree with Mark. I think Tampa ends up kind of you know sputtering out, but just not in the wild card round. Kyle, can you hand over that uh, that full beer? This one? Yeah, yeah. I just I don't want to take this out of the colster to a. You can keep it over there. He needs the wrapper. Uh, Kyle. No, it's a. It's a no, we we'll go back to the NL. We have the two seed, the Chicago Cubs, versus the seven seed. It's not the Reds. It is the Reds. And Atlanta is in the two seed. Oh, is it Atlanta? No? Okay. I think this is an upset. I think the Reds beat the Braves. Okay. The Reds have Castillo, Bauer, and Gray. And I and the Braves only really have Max Fry. And the Reds are just playing out of their minds right now. They're playing like the Reds that I originally thought they would be before the season started. Have, Ice cold take. They, they, have, they have power. They have speed. They... You have some experience on that team, so I think the Reds take it in. I think the Reds take it in two. Okay, Buck. Braves in three. Fucking Homer. Paul, my Homer guy. Uh, Bra- Braves in three. 
Kendall? Braves also in three. I just don't think the Reds are – like we talked about the Brewers briefly. I think if the season would be different if they played 162 games. But I just, in this situation, I don't think they have the firepower to – Reds in two. You know, you know, Chipper Jones came back. Oh, he did. He really got rid of that lucrative uh, co- uh, announcing career. <laughs> and also the Braves are one of those teams that can't play in the playoffs. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Next set. Two and seven in the NL or in the AL. Sorry, the Twins. Nope. A's. Yep. White Two Sox. Seed. Yep. Correct. I do think the White Sox win this series in three. Uh, two. Hmm? Where are they playing? A's. A's. Ah. Oh. Um, partially because the A's lost their best hit. Um, Matt Olson's not playing well. I think he was batting below two hundred. But I think the White Sox do have more pitching, especially in the bullpen. And I do think they'll be able to win games by scoring like eight runs. I'm picking White Sox in two. Um, A's have continued to slide as the year has gone on. And the White Sox are reminding me very heavily of the Heat. They're a team that is going into this with nothing to lose. And that makes them dangerous. And I really think that they can take it all the way to the finals. You mean the World Series? No, they're, uh, they're uh, conference finals. Uh-huh. Championship series. Traditionally, baseball is a series. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I follow. I follow. Semantics. Right. Mock? Um, White Sox in two. I Mostly. The, the hmm? A's do the same thing where... They get red hot till the playoffs, and then they go and then disappear. Couldn't they have Billy Bean? <laughs> Kendall, I have uh, the White Sox in three. You know, in all sports, there's always kind of the fear of becoming too hot too early. I think the White Sox kind of hit their stride, you know, towards the end of the season, and then they sort of cooled off. But then it's kind of it's almost a benefit because now they kind of got that negativity out of the way at the end of the year. The A's seem to be kind of hitting that stride now. So they're the ones who seem to be cooling off where the White Sox have kind of leveled back out. Uh, with that being said, uh, I think White's, I mean, uh, A's take the first game and then the White Sox clean it up. White, oh. Sox, White Sox in three because two out of the three starters for the, the athletics for the pitching rotation are lefties and the White Sox are undefeated against lefties this season. That's pretty good. It's a cool stat. No they're, undefeated, they're undefeated against lefties with like an ERA of like eight seven. Wow. Yeah, they fuck up lefties. Wow. All right, Kyle, back over to the NL. Three and six. We got the Cubs. Yep. And we got the Cardinals. Nope. Oh, yes, I got a tough straw. Blah 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 um, blah blah. Marlins. That was a good fish noise, I thought. Uh, the, yeah, the, cool. the Cubs are going to win that series. Too, no. Yeah, Cubs in two. <laughs> Does yeah. anybody have anything different to say? No, Cubs in two. Marlins is a garbage that they're there. Uh, hey, made the playoffs, though. They made the playoffs because the Philly bullpen had a seven and a half year. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Mets stadium caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that the... I think that while the Cleveland Indians have the best pitcher in baseball, I think the Cubs have the most consistent pitcher in baseball this season in New Darvish. It's a guaranteed I think it's a guaranteed win against the Marlins week game one. I don't think the Cubs squander two. No. So even if they don't win it in two, they're winning it in three. So 
Kyle. Just, just a quick question. Uh, Kyle, are you going to be really mad, hypothetically, if Ramuto like, signs with the Yankees? Just just saying. Why would he do that? And uh, can it's you guys, a question. Can the, can the Yankee fans and the Yankee it's ownership think Gary Kyle Sanchez hypo- is Jesus Christ? It's Kyle, just Kyle, a in a question. hypothetical universe. It, I'd be pissed, but okay. again. <laughs> That's all I wanted to hear. Yankee Move fans on. and Yankee owners think Gary Sanchez is the fucking God's gift to Earth. And well, he's not even playing game one. That's how bad he is. Well, no, they're, they're having the guy that they brought a, in to catch a, for Cole. There's a petition going around that if somehow, some way, it's a White Sox-Cubs World Series that they abandon, they abandon the whole dome thing and just go play it. Because they're 11 we're, miles away from each other? Yeah, I, think right? it's, I think it's like 9.2. Yeah. That, that, was, my toast, so that was my cool. Toast Excellence one week. Yeah. It was, they're nine miles away, and it was pouring at Wrigley and sunny and fucking yeah. in the guaranteed rate field. Um, Yankees right. Indians, right? <laughs> it was pouring at Wrigley, and it was very sunny. At, six take out your checkbook for this, this year's no. stadium name. Twins and who are they playing? Anaheim. No. <laughs> Trash cans. Astros. Cheaters. Oh, Astros are going to win that series. Uh, twins and two. Twins and two. As I, look, as I'm going to do with the, uh, anything bad against the Astros. It, the Twins pitching is much improved over last year, and their hitting is hitting its hot. Their hitting is finding its hot streak. I, I just personally believe that the Astros will find a way to win that series because they do play good in the playoffs. There's loads of experience with help. Well, we'll find out. What if they win the World Series, Mike? How pissed would you be? I mean, whatever. I'd be pretty <laughs> pissed if nothing. It'd else. be annoying, but. We saw they played this year without the help, so. But they'll get another asterisk. It. Oh, it was a shortened season. <laughs> Regardless of how fair that is to them. I don't give a shit if it's a shortened season. You, you win a championship. They'll be the only Kansas. team to get that asterisk. And I will say that you're wrong. People will just say because it was a shortened That's season fine. they got it. Twins and two. Twins and three. Astros and three. Twins and two. Astros and three. Kyle, back over to National League. Uh, Padres Cardinals. Padres and two. Man, how many years in a row have the Cardinals made the playoffs? Only every year. <laughs> no, they, they had a little streak where they didnn't. That's true. When? Like, in like 1972? The last couple of years. <laughs> no, the last, I think no, they missed it in Really? When we were young, there, it was only like every year. They're just in it was in every it. year they were in there. Padres and three. Same same thing as the as, as the um the other teams we mentioned. They're, they're a hot team, but there's very minimal playoff experience there. And the Cardinals have a butt-ton of it. Uh, they missed it in 16, 17, and 18. Oh, all right. There's a butt-ton of experience on the Cardinals team when it comes to the postseason baseball thing. The Padres have none. I, I, I do think they win it, but I think they win it in three. Now, I have a question because it's kind of been brought up a couple times. With the shortened season, right, playing 60 games versus 162, Yep. how much does like the playoff experience weigh? Because normally it's, you know, all right, you're playing an extra, you know, seven to, what, 14 games past the 162. But figure now you're you're in the middle of a season, like a nor- middle of a normal no, season. But isn't yeah, it more the pressure that weighs on no, you? No, I, I get that, but I, it's, I, it's still it's weighs, the, it still weighs more because being able to come through the clutch in the, the eighth inning of a regular season game and being able to come in through the clutch in the eighth inning of a winner go home game is entirely different pressure. No, of course, of course. But what I going, so, go, I'm saying, like going up with the bat in your hands, going, if I don't get a hit, my team goes home and the season's over. 
is totally different than if I don't get a hit, my team loses this game. No, the the pressure thing, I but I mean, as far as from like the physical, so as a pitcher, so like Clayton Kershaw, right? Normally, by the time they get to the playoffs, he's historically not a good playoff pitcher. But now you're talking, he's got a third of the innings thrown this season that he would normally have. So he's coming in in, in a much better like physical state. You know what I mean? Like from right. that well, side of it. But that's also going to go against him in the long run for the playoffs because he's going even though he's got less innings pitched on the season he's gonna when the world series comes around if the dodgers make it he's gonna have more innings pitched in must win situations yeah. than he would in a normal playoff situation that's fair sorry kyle continue and then we have yankees oh, i don't think any of us gave our predictions i thought we did for kendall and i didn't i did pa- padres in two padres in three Cardinals in three. Padres in two. I just hate the makeup of that team. The Cardinals. Oh, I do too. But I can't bet against They're, my they're team. just too many young... A young they're, kids that they are They are the great. definition of streaky. Yeah. I don't know. And they All played right. so many doubleheaders. Yeah. Uh, Cal. Yankees and Yankees. Yep. It's going to be tough. <laughs> this one's tough. You got Bieber, you got Cole, game one. Yankees are finally starting to hit. They got everybody healthy. I do think the Indians pitching staff is better for a three-game series, but the Yankees lineup is better. It's just going to be a matter of who can connect on uh, balls to hit. I'm not going to say anything. I think it's literally going to come down to I'm who. trying to find a way to not <laughs> that say that. such a funny sentence. I, 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 <laughs> that was so funny. I was trying to find a way to word that. There was no good way. It's going to come down to who can connect balls to hit. And, and I Put it on a t-shirt. I literally think <laughs> the winner of that series is going to be who win games one. Uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Just no, no, no. That's that's fine. Personally, I I think the Yankees win it in three, but I think they lose game one with Cole pitching. Ah, you think Bieber's better? Not that I think he's better, but I mean, this is a guy that that's completely shutting the league down this year. I mean, calm down, Collinsworth. But really, like this year, he he's he's the best pitcher in the league this year. You know, yeah, it's he's just very good. so so. You know. It's not. It's not that I think he's better than Cole is right Pax, now. Is, yeah. is Paxton sure. back? No, he's out for the year. the year. Yeah. So who would pitch game two? Tanaka. 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 Tanaka versus Carrasco. I have no idea who's going to win this series. I have no, no. idea. This is the most toss-up. Dude, of that's why I'm saying. Like, I think whoever game wins game one, because Tanaka is either going to be really good or really bad. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring back CC to pitch game three. But that's just it, though. It's like you don't know, though, because. No, better bring back But Joe. Tanaka is a good postseason pitcher. I think the Yankees win in two. Do you? I think they just have the number this time around. You know, I just think, you know, the the, the Cole aspect, you know, just – Yeah, but the Indians are red hot right now. I know. Red hot. I know. I just think sometimes, you know I, – I, Is Terry Francona still there? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. I, I think Indians in three. Only on the pitching aspect. Yankees in three. Indians in – Three. Mock? Uh, Yankees in three. Kendall? Yankees in two. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, do we want to play this where we go through the rest no, of the No, just playoffs? the two early World Series predictions. Let's we'll okay. do that. Kyle? Dodgers. Dodgers-White Sox. 
Yankees Padres. Ew, that one's worse than mine. <laughs> Are we just going for worse ones? No, no that, that's no. what I think is going to happen. Like, I think the Dodgers and White Sox should be fucking fun to watch as hell. Because I can say a gross one. I can say Brewers Twins. Okay, that's not really that bad. <laughs> um, honestly, this year anything's realistic. Dodgers Yankees. I'm gonna go Padres White Sox. White Sox Cubs. That's on the top of the list of stuff I want to happen. So, so if we could just throw out an over-under number. If, if it came down to the White Sox and the Cubs, how many murders do you think there'd be in Chicago throughout that ma- series? Depends. Do the Cubs win the World Series? No. Do the Cubs win the World Series? No. Uh, we'll, we'll say yes for the example. Not as many as there'd be in Connecticut. <laughs> Starting with four people in this room. <laughs> I'll let you guys fight out who the winner yeah. is. Excellent. You guys can all have a fight to figure out who survives, and I'm killing four of you. <laughs> I like the White so Sox. Rebecca, you're dead. <laughs> and then the rest of you guys have to figure it out. I like the White Sox. It comes down to me, Mark. It's all gonna come down to it's all gonna come down to what Giolito you get. I fucking hate Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's better than Russell Wilson. I only hate Russell Wilson because he's a Seahawk. And I hate the Seahawks because of Pete Carroll. Is he better than Russell Wilson though? I think so. Is he though? I I think Wilson is a better all around quarterback. Because Russell Wilson does that, but every play of the game yeah. with no offensive line and throws he has five an touchdowns. Offensive line this year. Who? They've been blocking for him well this year. Hey, uh, have you uh, been you have, you, me Carson have you been watching replays from the two thousand one yeah, season? Because they do not have an offensive line. Yeah, Cowboys secondary though, poopy. Yeah, they're rough. Yeah. Wow. Is that oh just a? Is that touchdown to Fisher? Uh yeah, Jeff Fisher. I I got him on fantasy this week, so <laughs> picked him up. Who? Oh. Jeff Fisher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys see the commercials he's in? No. Yeah, Jeff Fisher's in a commercial. I it's an Arby's commercial, isn't it? Oh, no. that'd be so awesome. <laughs> no, it's a beer commercial, isn't it? No, we I have forget. the meats. I I think it's like a shampoo commercial. Purr's <laughs> <Her> mustache. <laughs> the shittiest shampoo of them all. Purr is the original nine in one. You could use this to wash your dog, wash your car, wash your balls, wash your inside of your garbage disposal. Uh, real quick, who is the uh, sponsor for the LDS? I'll give you a hint. It's a chip company. Doritos. Hers. Nope. Good, Wise. Good, good, good thinking, though. Cape Cod. No. Utz. Utz. All right, who's the NLDS sponsor? You guys are not going to get this. Well, give us a hint. Give us a hint. Okay, I believe they are motorsports. Can you Google it? Pennzoil. Maserati. Suzuki. The, I know the brand. Suzuki. Well, like, what about motorsports? Is it like... Valvoline. A... Let him Google it real quick and... Well, but like, well, if we wait for him to Google, we'll be here all yeah, goddamn night. the guy night. fucking types one word an hour... And it's incorrect. Glasses. <laughs> you know, those goddamn fucking leopard print shoes that he wears, too. Can I give me a purr? Especially <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Cat owner. You Gordon, know, do you Gordon think it's ridiculous that Kyle wouldn't move for all of us before? Okay, so it's more, I think, cons- construction and... Uh... Cat. No, you guys are never going to get this. Huh. Right, so so then just fucking right, tell us. Dusan. Douche. Dushan. Matt Dushan? No. Okay. All right. Uh, ALCS. Insurance. Progressive. Geico. Say Geico? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I said Geico. Allstate. Okay. NLCS. I can't believe this guy's nailed down the sponsorship. 
I never even heard of this. Uh, imagine like a um, a Dick Sporting Goods in a Chevy Chase movie. Cox. What? Uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters. Nope. Don't overthink this. Imagine like a National Lampoon movie that, Models. Has, that has a Dick Sporting Goods. Like a, a made up name. Olympia Sports. It, it sounds like a made up name. It sounds like we made up a fake sporting goods store for a movie. Sport suplex. Phalluses. Phallus sports. Sports universe. No, all right, so if we're going to go have a campfire and then... Uh, Woods. No. James uh, Woods. Uh, or or, or, or are going to buy an RV from this place. Camping World. This is the Camping worst world. game of Was that right? It's Camping World. Nice. Massey loses those though, yeah. right? Can you believe Camping World locked down the NLCS? That company's going to go bankrupt. Guys, we got to pool our money. <laughs> world Series is Taco Bell. You know, they didn't announce a sponsorship yet. So. It's getting it's probably, drunk. Ooh, could you imagine? That'd be cool. All right, start saving. Right before we get the sponsorship, we veto mock off the show. Aw. We it's replace okay. him with JP Handy. It's just business. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I can keep the show's Instagram. Nope. Aw. <laughs> I'm shutting it down. <laughs> uh, we'll make a new one. We can, we can follow people. Camping World, worth $2.8 billion. I got that. What? I lost it, but I, I got it. What do you mean it. you got that? He won, he won a, uh, a auto show. So does anybody have anything to talk about? Larry Fitzgerald, how many times has he gone catchless? Hey, Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup. Shocker. It is a shocker. I wouldn't have pegged them to win it. But you would have pegged them. Hey, congratulations on that basis clearing double. Now you're one for 90 in your softball career. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not good at softball, so I don't give a shit. I just want to be the manager that makes the lineups and keeps the book. I'm better than market manager. Ooh, fighting words. It fighting words. All right, so I want to talk about Carson Wentz. No, okay. you just asked. How many Put games is Larry for show going catch? Oh, I didn't think anybody paid attention to that. Oh, I heard do you have an heard. answer? Yes. Tyler right. How many total games do you think Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> has gone catchless in his career? Twice. Uh, my answer is one. Uh, he had a lot of John Skelton. Yeah, but he was still a good receiver. <laughs> I'll go with nine. Seventeen. With two. Oh, Larry Fitzgerald oh, oh. went catchless against the Giants in his rookie year. Damn right. And then he went catchless against the Lions on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I was there. That the only two times mind. he's gone catchless in his career. He might do that a lot this year, though. It might. Um, I want to talk about Carson Wentz. Okay. When does he start getting flack for not being a good quarterback? Uh, two years ago. No, because people still defend him and say he's I pretty know. good. But we, we've talked on the show. Kyle argues with me. He's trending towards bust. He's not a bust. He's not a bust. All right, hold on. So let's let's define this. What What constitutes a bust? Because that will change the answer, I think. I mean, what what has he done? He he had that one great season, got hurt, came back, got hurt. He the lat, I mean, he hasn't looked great. I mean, he he's his team's not very good this year. He has no receivers this year. His offensive line is trash this year. But again, I all mean, all three of those things are true. Uh, you you look at other when your receivers quarter- don't get open, you're not going to be able to do much. 
When you have two oh, seconds to throw Mass, your I'd like you to reimagine yourself in a world where you suck. Because this is the world we live in. <laughs> Figure out, refigure out Larry Fitzgerald's number. Because he had a catch against the Lions. Like, yesterday. All right, so, so then my so answer must... Did he get any yards? You didn't say anything no, 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 about no, no, yards, no, no, though. No, 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 no. I may have misremembered the statistic. Did he have a yard? How many times did he have no yards in a game? Yes. Well, that's a totally different thing. That's I, a totally I different did... thing. So that's I, what... saying, I bet you catchless is way higher than two. Because you'd hear, because think about it, he's been around since 03, which means yeah. that if he went from his rookie season to yesterday, you're talking about like 385 straight games with a catch. We'd hear about that. So it's just, I'm just saying, it's okay. a big difference. It is. Read and I stats, apologize. Read your stats. I, was I could have just assumed he had a catch in almost every game. <laughs> it's but I don't know. What was the number? What? He's been I, held without a receiving yard in two games. I miss. Yeah, I, he didn't have any receiving yards against the Lions, but he had a catch. So I apologize. I yeah, phrased the question for you. You should apologize. Shut the fuck up. Dumb so, anyways, what's a bust? So, I mean, it, to, to kind of. In my opinion, a bust is somebody that. Mitch consi- Hold on, I want to hear Kyle. Consistently define. cannot have like a winning season. Okay. He consistently. You, you Baker can, Mayfield is Mariota a bust? Yeah. What's the difference? He doesn't. But what's the difference? Mariota's gotten them to the playoffs. He's had good seasons. But he hasn't. Hurt. he hasn't had good seasons. So, Kyle, here's the thing. Mariota has won more playoff games than Carson Wentz has. I didn't say Carson Wentz is a good playoff quarterback. I would but not it, label him as a bust. I didn't, I didn't say he is a bust. But Mariota, he's came, trending in, Mariota came into a season. He took that team over. He got them to the playoffs. Also got benched for two straight years because he can't make a fucking pass. Okay. Okay. Carson Wentz can make the passes. Like, that, like That's not the issue. The issue in Philadelphia is, one, their defense is old. Carson Wentz will never be considered a bust due to injury reasons. Which is which is fine. But how are you going to call somebody a bust when he's made it to the postseason almost and, and every year that he's been there? Mariota did that with the Titans. Did he? Yes. At what, 8-8? Eight and eight? What what have but the Eagles been? I mean, uh, they play in the NFC East. So what does the, it matter? The division is tra- They can <laughs> make the playoffs at 7-9. and nine. South, so... Same shitty division. Yeah, but you can't you can't base what you can't base the team record off of how the quarterbacks plays. So then, because if you're going to go off that, then take away a Super Bowl and Drew Brees is a bust because Drew Brees misses the playoffs more than he's made it in his career. Yes. Okay, I don't. Know. You can see how I a mean, quarterback Carson, plays. I'm just, I, I don't think Carson Wentz is a bust. I don't think he's trending to bust. I think he's got a really shitty team this year. I think he's. I mean, I think he's having a bad year. I think because a quarterback, you're responsible to make the team better. It's your job. He's having a down year, but I mean, but last year he eclipsed four thousand yards and went twenty-seven and seven. That's not a bad year. It's not a bad year from a quarterback at no, all. He has no Alshon Jeffrey. Jalen Rager's now hurt, so he's dealing with JJ Arcega-Whiteside and an aging Deshaun Jackson who doesn't have the same speed. And the Eagles front office is making Zach Ertz does not want to play. Mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard's now injured. I mean, in his th- in three minus his rookie year, in his next three years. In the NFL, he had a three to he had a three to one touchdown to interception ratio. I mean, Brett Favre made a career off of a one to one ratio. <laughs> so I, I don't think he's trending on. to bust. I want to talk about that real quick, just because I saw the stat. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. 
Brett Favre. The answer is no. Nobody's going to throw more. Brett Favre threw 336 <laughs> interceptions in his career, which is 59 more than any other quarterback. Despite this, he still has a better TV interception ratio than Manning. Eli. Yeah, but he threw which the, is fair, which is funny. Continue he just threw on. the ball so much. I mean, I know and that's just funny. But a lot of interception from Eli were tip passes from yeah, yeah. fucking Ruben Randall. <laughs> like that one year, I think he had like five against the Forty ers I fucking well, I mean, that guy. The, the Giants. Since we've been alive, the Giants have never really had an actual like good receiver. They've had average receivers that had like good spurts. Because like Victor Cruz was not a good receiver. He was an average receiver that had like. Shining moments. Well, Plaxico was until he Plaxico shot him. Plaxico was Amani Plax- Toomer was good. I, I don't. I'm not going to subscribe to Amani Toomer being a good receiver. I think Amani Toomer was above average at best. Odell the, Beckham. They had a bunch of twos that played well. Amani Toomer. Odell was Beckham. Nah. Yeah. He was. Odell Amani Beckham. Toomer was good. Odell Beckham. You, you said it best. Odell Beckham's career is riding off the catch. If we're going to talk about like trending bus, Baker Mayfield's trending bus. You're right. You're absolutely right. Like he's yep. not. At least Wentz has been having winning seasons. Yep. No, you're. I. I. I won't argue that. Like no. yeah, Baker Mayfield has really, two really good games in the past two weeks, but it's the Bengals so and the I Redskins. So I think if let's Washington say, football team. I'm sorry. Let's say uh, Wentz does not get a win and he ends up getting benched and you for Jalen Hurts. Well, yeah, and then he doesn't make another start, and then next year he doesn't win out the job, and then he ends up going somewhere else later. Then I think you can say he's a bust. But do that most likely happen? won't. No, no, no. Know. That most likely won't happen. I don't know. But if it did, would you consider it a bust? It depends what he did that next year with a different team. Who? Because yeah. he won't be on the roster. Because some of the team yeah. will either A, lose a quarterback due to retirement or injury, so they'll trade for him. Yep. But let's There's a lot of players, too, that are going to be labeled busts that I don't think it's fair because I'd like to see them get, like, Josh Mitchell Trubisky. No, Mitchell Trubisky is a perfect example. I'd like to see Mitchell Trubisky get a shot in an offense that fits him. Josh Rosen? <laughs> no, because jo- Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, I don't think plays with enough heart. I, I don't, I don't think that he's. He was there for the paycheck and got it. You can see it. Like Jamarcus Russell was the same thing. Yeah, jo- Josh Rosen was just, I don't know, Josh. Like he never got a fair shot, but at the same time, he never really like fought for the shot. So it, whatever. Like and when he did play, he was bad. M- Mitch fights for it. I, I don't think it's a good offense for him. M- Mitch needs to be in an offense where. He's allowed to sit in the pocket and then run if he has to, and that's not what the Bears' offense is. It's gadgetry and 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 and, and misdirection to let things happen down the field with an offensive line that's not that great, to be honest with you. I, I think that Mitch could perform. Mitch is never going to be the quarterback that's going to win games for you, but I, I think Mitch Trubisky can have a very Alex Smith type career if he was in the right offense. I said I, I think he'd be really good on the Titans. Yeah, I could see. Him. I really do. But I think Tannehill's also a good fit for no, the No, no, he I'm not saying they should get rid of Tannehill, but I think Trubisky would fit in there in the sense that I think he's he's I think Trubisky would be what they wanted Mariota to be. Do you know where I think Trubisky would be the best fit? Cleveland. Yeah. A team that likes to run the football and yeah. take the deep shot. Trubisky likes to take the deep shot. Yeah. And Trubisky likes and the offensive line there is good enough that it can hold up for him and then scramble if he needs to receivers that can take that the, the, the defensive backs deep down the field and warrant for coverage because I don't care how bad Baker Mayfield's playing Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham warrant coverage and Chubb and Hunt is a good one-two combo yeah, I think that's what I think combo Mitch, I think Mitch Trubisky could take the Browns to the playoffs no I agree with that that it's kind of the same thought I have with Tennessee is that you have Derrick Henry who you know right now is a top five back 
and you have a good receiving core beat with AJ Brenton. Corey Davis is kind of reemerging. Yep. After you, well, real you, quick too. Well, hold on. Sorry, but like it, also, if you if a team's looking to bring in Mitch next year to sit under a quarterback, be the backup and maybe learn and then test the waters. Another team that I think would be really good to take him would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, a team that has an offensive line yeah. that can block for him, a running back combo, and wide re- and fast wide receivers. Trubisky loves the fast receivers. Again, Trubisky's not going to do what Ben does and win you games. He's going to rely on separation from receivers. They have fast receivers. Deontay Johnson, Washington, and is it Washington? Yeah. Right. James. And then Jim. and then you have the one in Juju. Connor on the back, especially with the dump-off options. And then you have uh, – who's the new kid you guys drafted this year? Claypool. Claypool. I, I think that – I think I think especially with them not going out and getting Winston or anything, I think after the Bears let Trubisky walk, I think the Steelers pick him up, let let Ben play because we've got one more year after this, right? Yep. Let him, let him sit under Ben and learn. And then if Ben's ready to hang him up or you're not ready to commit to Ben again – See what you have in Trubisky. Bring another quarterback in, and then do the the tryout combo. But I I I think just going off what you said, even if say Ben retires at the end of this year, and they they were to bring in a Trubisky, I don't even know if he would have to sit for that. I think he would just be a good fit, almost out of the gate with that offense. Trubisky's biggest problem, in my opinion, is that he he, he he's not in an offense that fits him, and he also he only played one season, so he, there's still a lot for him to learn. Yeah. And there's been nobody to. I mean, I think Trubisky this year wasn't. He really wasn't playing that bad, and I, I think he would have continued to get better with Foles, someone who's had success and has veteran abilities in the league. But I mean, after that, what was his? What was his backup options? What, what was? What were his backup options? I mean, trash. Yeah. So I said this to Mass in the first hour. It's like you always make the right decision when you bench the quarterback and win the game. No one's ever going to argue that, like, oh, if you, if, you, right. know, you win the game. But, you know what? Let's say that the situation, you know, turned out that Trubisky, you know, somehow, you know, rallies and, and wins that game. We reason, we, that, that situation never unfolded. We, we, we'll, we'll never know now. The reason and it's kind of like it's the, already, like, in the books. That's like, this is Foles' team now. The reason the Bears aren't going to make the playoffs this year, despite a 3-0 start with a 76% chance of making the playoffs after a 3-0 start, is that the minute Foles starts playing poorly, they're going to bring Trubisky back in. And they're not going to give their offense consistency. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's going to be. That's what they're going to do, and that's what Nagy's going to do. I personally think that what they should do this year, and it's frustrating to say this as a fan because football seasons are so short and every game matters. But I think that you you let Trubisky walk, you frustrate Foles to the point where he opts out of his player option, you fire Nagy. You fire pace and you start over. Sign Robinson. Keep that core together. You got Mac, Jackson, and Fuller under contract. Your three key guys you need on defense. Get Robinson. You have Montgomery on the rookie deal. Miller on the rookie deal. You just signed Cohen. <laughs> Build the offensive line. You have Komet for your future tight end. Graham for another year. Veteran rookie. Perfect combo. This draft. Offensive line, and do what you did with Mac. Get rid of all your assets for the next year or two. Get up and get the quarterback you guys want. I like it. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm... or stick with Foles. Stick, just ride it out. Either stick with Foles and ride it out, or because the worst thing that could happen to the Bears right now is Foles playing the next eight nine games and then getting injured, and Trubisky comes back and makes a playoff, makes a playoff saving end of the season, wins a game or two, and then it's like, well, fuck. Now what do we do? Yeah. Our decision was made, and now what do we do? So you know what's a made-up NFL word that's come prevalent in the past five years? Yak? Is, is it, well, yak is, that's a big one. I, I attribute that more to the uh, uh, announcers and, and Madden, of course. Madden. Keenan Allen. But, what? No, that's a Golden Tate thing. Golden Tate is the king of, of yards after the catch. Just but, not in a Giants uniform. Yeah. But a made-up word yep. in NFL especially is a culture change. And a culture change is anytime you make any sort of, you know, I just you, you disrupt pretty well for us. That is that is a made up scenario. Anytime you make any change, it's a change in culture. Whether it's 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 BS. The worst thing that could happen here is you know, the the Bears obviously have a plan in place now. So stick. I'm gonna I'm gonna battle you on that real quick. You're gonna tell me that Jacksonville didn't need a coaching change from Coughlin or a no, culture change. That's not what he's saying. No, no. What I'm saying he's is saying that, that anytime you if, if you t- if you if you let your left tackle walk, everything else is the same. Coaches quarterback all this stuff you let your left tackle walk and you draft a new left tackle it's a culture change it's a change it's, it's, it's a change everything it, is a change of culture something somebody made that up and it's somehow it's if like, you it's decide this term. year for christmas that you're not going to make green bean casserole you're going to make corn casserole that's a culture change in your family you it, stopped making a dish that's always been made that's and you not made a culture change though. it is that's a culture change a, but that's a change it's not a culture change it is listen, that's, it's that's not listen. though it is but it's not how how is it not define culture change a cu- a, a culture, culture change, change is a change to the way things are done. If you stop, if you make green bean casserole every year for the holidays, every single year, and all of a sudden you stop, culture and make change corn is something casserole. that affects your entire culture. It, it's a wide sweeping thing. It okay, doesn't so just affect let, one single thing. It's the entire sweeping. But listen, so you let your left tackle walk, and you bring in a rookie left tackle. Now you're more vulnerable or better in the run game. You're more vulnerable or better in the pass game. You're more vulnerable or better in the RPO. You're better or more vulnerable in Tight end blocking situations, all of it. It encompasses all of it. It's all a culture change. Every single one of them. I, a culture change is not just, hey, we went out and signed a new head coach. It's always a change. So, I mean, listen, th- this term didn't exist 10 years ago when we were watching football. This, it, it didn't exist. It, this, this, is, this is a made-up football thing. It's a made-up media thing. It's, it's been made up. I agree with you, Kendall. It's made up since the, the past decade has been the, we're not going to fire the head coach. We're going to fire everybody. Oh, we didn't win this year, so we're going to fire everybody. Well, we brought in 10 new guys, so it's a culture change. It's fake. It's not real. The worst thing the Bears could do right now, like, I guess they've made it clear that they want to go this Nick Foles direction. Fine. I don't I don't hate it. I don't agree with it. I just like, hey, listen, they won, they won a game doing it, so hey, let's see, let's, let's see if we can roll it over. But now you got to stick with it. Unless Foles gets hurt, unless Foles really shits the bed in two consecutive games, three consecutive games, whatever it is, you have to stick with it. You have to have some cohesiveness in football. That's that's what exists. That the successful football teams that ever existed, it's cohesive football play. It's with sticking with a plan and just doing what works. Don't overstep your know yourself. That's that's all you gotta we, do. We saw it just a couple years ago. We were just talking about it with Eli being benched for Geno Smith. And then they would go back to him the next week. So what a mistake! It, it was ridiculous because, granted, the team wasn't good that year. But you know, now now you have your fan base upset. 
The players are upset. So it, it just completely derailed well, any type of Even more minute. Game one, first snap of the NFL season for the Chicago Bears. Did the Chicago Bears have a culture change this year? Before Nick Foles was ever – when Mitch Trubisky took the first snap, was there a culture change in, in no. Chicago? There was, 100%. They brought in a veteran tight end that's had serious success at catching the football and being a receiver – to make the receiving game for the tight ends better, and then brought in a receiving rookie tight end and completely revamped the tight end but position. But that's not how the term is used in the sports media. But it is how it's used in the NFL. But it's not, though. When people say culture change, they're talking about what you said earlier, swiping right. everybody out and that's out the and wrong way to use it because that's not what it is. But that's what people refer it, to it but as. But it's not what it is. That's not what it is. But that's how they use the term. Okay, then they use it wrong because it's not what it is. It, it, it's not a culture change in the NFL is exactly what Kendall said. You change anything and you're changing the culture of your team. If, if the Seattle Seahawks go out and they cut Bobby Wagner and, and start a rookie from the practice squad, but they change nothing else. Is so, it a culture change? So fine. I will accept your premise. But when you're talking about a culture change, I'm thinking you're talking about an identity then. No, you're not. That's not an identity. It's a cult. And even even so, so you're telling me that every single team, every, hold so, on, hold on, every even so, thirty-two teams, thirty-two teams go through a culture change every year. That's Absolutely. what you're telling me. Every single year, I disagree with you. That's fine, but they do. The Falcons went through a culture change. They went from having this great duo pass receiving backs to having a running back who is now predominantly going to be a running back, not a pass receiving back, due to knee injuries. That's a culture change. I guess one change. Is a culture change to so their entire offense. Change going from Devontae Freeman to Todd Gurley is a complete change to their team's identity and culture. Because your culture is your identity. It's the same thing. It's synonymous with each other. I guess my point is being that too. Like if this was a real thing in modern football, we would have been talking about this term for fifty-five years, and I've heard about it now for four or five. And it's just, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I Nobody it. referred to it as a culture change when the Tennessee Titans dumped Jeff Fisher and completely jumped ship with everything and started over. Nobody referred to it as a culture change then. The yeah. teams that have the most success are the teams that... We're not talking about that, Kyle. I'm getting to it, man. I'm getting to it. I just want to rile you up. Because <laughs> like, you and Mock aren't talking. I want you guys involved well, you in it. You guys got into it. Well, you guys get it. No, do it. Get in. This is a football conversation. Everybody should be fighting at this point. The, the teams that have the most success are the teams that slightly make changes throughout the, well, throughout the years. The New England Patriots. They kept the core together. Nah, you can't. Nope. New England Patriots are an ex, are, are, are outlier. You can't include them in this. You just said all 32 teams. No, no, no. But you can't include them. But he's saying. I'm not saying. Cam we're Newton. not talking culture change. He's saying the teams that are most successful. This isn't culture change competition. Teams are the most, you can't include the Patriots in this because regardless, this year is a completely different scenario, but all the years past, that doesn't count because the one thing the Patriots had going for them that the other 31 teams didn't is a quarterback that was willing to take $10, 15000000 million less than he deserved. So that that's why that's the outlier. I think that's a fair argument. But that's yeah. not what I was going with. You just said the teams that make the minute yes, changes. Yes, but I was explaining them how they do it. But they can make those minute changes because of let, that. Let, let, him, let, him, let him go through it. No, I want him pissed off. The team so that buys McDonald's on the way home. No, I'm not buying anything. Yeah, you are. I gave you 50 bucks. Kyle, just tell us your point. In my opinion, the teams that have the most success are the teams that slightly make changes. Yep. Not not huge changes. Not like, you know, say, for example, say if the Seahawks traded Julio Jones. 
it's a big difference of that team because they're never a one target type team. Why would the Seahawks trade Julio Jones? It's just an example. But they don't have Julio Jones. It's a trade for uh, Dick, but whatever. Mm. I'm saying for an example because the Seahawks aren't a one target type team. Russell Wilson will never throw to him 12 to 15 times a game. They proved that with Jimmy Graham. So they're a team that likes to spread the ball. So now they're changing their team to where like they're going to they got to try and focus on throwing him the ball now mm-hmm. because he's a true number one. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I still don't see where you're going with this on the culture change thing. Okay, just forget it. Just no, no. I'm just saying, like, are, are, is there another point you're getting to? Because I don't see what you're, like... I'm saying the teams that the most success are the teams that don't have the drastic change. I understand that, but the minimal changes still result in big changes for the team. Okay, I don't... For example, the Seattle Seahawks... You're right. The Seattle Seahawks would not trade for Julio Jones because they're not a one-target team. Yes, Lockett gets the majority of the things, but they're not a one-target team. And I agree with you. But Chris Carson is a one out of 53. What Here, let's see. I'll do the math right now. Hey, remember when the Seahawks drafted Rashad Penny in the first round? Okay, so the... So, is <laughs> so <laughs> going, from, going from what they were doing... Who was the running back before Chris Carson? Marshawn Lynch. No. Rashad Penny. There you go. No, Rashard Penny was after. Was he? Oh, yeah, you're right. After he Chris was. Carson? He's right. Rashard Penny got drafted like two years ago. Who was, the, who was the running back between Lynch and Carson? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, um, what's his name? I know who. For a while. I know. Um, so go, Thomas any, Rawls? Anyway. No. Yes, yeah, actually. Anyway, going from him to Carson. Oh my God, I forgot about him. Going from him to Carson is a .0188% change in your overall roster. Mm-hmm. That's my point. No, 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 I understand what you're saying, but that is a culture change yeah. for the Seattle Seahawks because what does Chris Carson provide them the ability to do that the other guy didn't? Everything. Run the football on any down situation. That's a culture change. The Seahawks before him, after Lynch and before Carson, were a pass every down team. Now they can effectively run the ball three downs three downs in a row and pick up a first down. It might not work every time, but they can do it. That's a culture change. That's one guy. One guy. One one person. Culture change. I, I disagree with the word culture. That's that's where I'm sticking in this. Culture doesn't define play. Culture defines, and I'm looking this up specifically. I, I don't have a problem with what you're saying because I agree with your point. I just don't agree with the term that you're using. That's the only thing I'm disagreeing with you. So, why? Culture is defined as the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievement of a particular group. Okay. So, you're talking about an ideology, and you're talking about a physical ideology. I'm talking about social ideology, social culture. That's what people are talking about when they say culture change, when they get rid of Coughlin. The Steelers had a fucking huge... Okay, so to combat your argument, last year per game, the Chicago Bears averaged 1.2 pass attempts to tight ends per game. This year, on the Jimmy Graham edition, with Cole Komet being drafted, even with Mitch Trubisky, they're averaging 4.7 pass targets per game to tight ends. Now, that's tight ends. That's, That's changing the culture of your team. But that's not what culture is. You're changing an identity at this point. An offensive identity, what you're planning to do. That is not what culture is defined as. So redefine culture. So here's the deal. Oh, uh, uh, uh. redefine culture. The customs, arts. Different custom. 
It's a different custom. You go from targeting your wide receivers and running backs all the time to targeting tight ends more. It's you're changing your customs. Your custom is to be a receiving team with receivers and running backs to including your tight ends. Am I wrong? I'm done. I'm tired of arguing with this because you're finding tiny little things to make this. I agree with. So the... you're just gonna bail out of a fucking argument because you're tired of arguing? Yes. That make any... That's dumb. Okay. So, I think we need to introduce you to Chris Jankowski then. Well, think... Yes, and you, and you are behaving just like Chris Jankowski. That's why I'm tired of arguing with you. Oh, okay. You don't know anything about Chris Jankowski. Okay. Well, listen, listen. We 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 we've taken this as, as far as we can with it. I think no. We, we Massey, can. We'll do this the right way. Massey's right, and we're wrong. Okay, Kyle. Uh, no, that's Mark, no. You're Kyle in that you situation because that's when Kyle gets really fuck both Kyle, of you. Kyle, when you get really mad, that's how you are. But still, fuck both. Of you. But you're. But you know that's right. Mock, do you want to do the weigh-in thing? Anyway, no, that wasn't part of the show. No. All right, never mind. The part of uh, I don't care about is all of it. What? Yep. I literally didn't. Tom hear Brady what. is gonna have 15 wins this year. <laughs> So he's going to win every other game? Yep. He's not going to lose another one? Nope. Very good for him. When Gronk has, like, four catches, you know what's going on. <laughs> um, Riddler, how much uh, work do you have to do in that still uh, uh, fantasy? Long enough for closing remarks. Okay. Well, then we'll uh, let's uh, circle around. Uh, do, we, do you want to do our, our closing stuff now? Will that give you enough time? To... Close, yeah, the beer, whatever. I don't care. Okay. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, we're, we're at, uh, basically getting towards the end of our uh, duration here. Yeah, I would say so. So uh, you want to do uh, oh, into the mic for sure. Uh, you want to do uh, some beer reviews? Sure. I had Bush. Bush. Well, tell us. What do you think? What do you think? We know what you thought the like, past couple weeks, but what do you really think now? I think it was Bush. Good. Good. I also had Bush, but also uh, courtesy of the Riddler uh, from the Riddler collection. I know you guys missed that because uh, the, the Riddler gives me the majority of my beer. I had the <laughs> cheap. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Listen, I actually have two beers, <laughs> two individual beers uh, for you guys next time. But we have, um, hopefully, uh, we'll have Oktoberfest next week. Hopefully, um, but probably not. Well, we'll see. Uh, I had from the Riddler collection the Dogfish Head uh, Worldwide Stout, which I don't believe I've ever had. I've had a lot of dog uh, dogfish products. Um, a very dark beer. Brewed with a ridiculous amount of barley. Is that on the bottle? Is that it, why you it, keep it saying is, it? It is. Well, I, I, I say it because it's written. And I think that's that's, it's, it's important to say. And Kyle, uh, how is that racist? No, no, he's Sorry. right. He's, had, he's absolutely right. Don't argue with him, Kyle. <laughs> it's dark. Um, so Dogfish, they make a, a very cool product. Actually, and I'm, I'm looking here, and I'm actually striking out big time knowing the percentage, unless they didn't, they didn't list it. Because maybe it's, it's not worth mentioning because it's some... I don't know if Paul, you can answer this. Is this similar to a, a beer that kind of just, you know, increases as time goes on? Or is that, am I just wrong? Because I'm not actually... Um, it'll fluctuate a little bit, but not as much as you think. Um, is there an average uh, percentage you think that'd be on it? Because I'm just not seeing it. What's to say the percentage on it is? I don't think, I don't, I don't see it anywhere. I'm um, probably like 17. 17? Wow. Oh my... <laughs> that's five years old, so probably about seventeen. Oh my god! I mean, listen, I'm I'm actually feeling it pretty good. <laughs> I, I enjoy this beer very much. Um, as far as stouts go, I mean, you know, we we especially Paul, we we beat the the the, the hammer down pretty good because there's a lot of good ones and a lot of bad ones. I enjoyed this very much. Um, wasn't too heavy. Um, 
it, it's a bu- it's a bummer that it was so hot in here. Uh, but I enjoy this very much, especially for not having it before. Um, the notes of chocolate and coffee very uh, uh, permanent, I guess would be the word. Is that is that a word? I feel like kind of drunk. Um, but yeah, it was very good. I enjoyed this very much. I will keep an eye out for if this exists in the future. And then uh, Bush is an excellent beer. Uh, I like that you waited for the end of the show to take your shirt off. Yeah, me too. Where to put that icon freak in the car? <laughs> Kyle, how was your beer? Uh, the Neon Lights is always very good. The Broken Skull, I'm not a huge fan of. Kendall, is this the first time you've peed? No. And don't worry, he's going to pee on his own floor as soon as he gets home. <laughs> For those of you who keep a track at home, it, it's just again. A, it's just a beer that I'm not into. I'm sure other people like it. It's just another thing I'm not into. This is the Steve Austin? Yeah. It's a good song. I uh, had two bushes, you know, colored pencils on the ground. She broke all of them. But See bush- if we could use that for a soundbite. Bush has just been kind of, you know, the GSWD go-to for a little while. Especially now that Red Dogs are gone. I think Bush will make one more appearance next week and that'll be it. <laughs> that's oh, that's also mind. not true. <laughs> Maybe from that order. Well, that's what I mean, from that order. <laughs> but no, Bush, uh, you know, always a serviceable, great beer. Usually a softball beer. Paul? Um, I had coffee dino s'mores from Off Color Brewing. Um, it was very delicious, mild sweetness with the coffee flavor, um, perfect viscosity, four and a half stars, absolutely good again. And I finished with the uh, Broken Skull IPA from El Segundo, um, three stars. It's like an average crushable IPA. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but I know I like it. I know Kyle's a huge hater, but that's because Kyle's become an IPA snob. Hey, does anyone else think that these post-game interviews now in sports just look like all the players are doing a spelling bee? 100%. Well, with no sound, yeah. Yeah. No, like, if you see any sort they just have the mic stand, and everyone's around them, and the guy's just like, uh, uh. All right, so real quick, uh, before we do anything else, the after because we stayed late enough for the game um, to finish. So this week, the team weekly team rankings finished with Kendall in first, Paul in second. Rat! Paul in second, Mock in third, Mass in fourth, Kyle in fifth. Mock, you were really positioned to absolutely destroy everybody, and then Lamar Jackson got you 14 points. Yeah, he's a real butt sniffer. Because you had 44 from Allen and 51 from Kamara. And then Metcalf and Robinson really fucking helped you out, but everybody else kind of was just, like, below average. And Lamar Jackson really shit the bed for you. Yeah, he uh, didn't look good tonight. I beat you by .2 points. Nice. Yeah. It's unfortunate. So, uh, yeah, so you guys know your rankings now. So, Kendall, you, in the group chat, whenever you're ready, send your team. Absolutely. Do it tomorrow. Absolutely. Do it tonight. That's my Tuesday uh, regiment. However, um, Mass, you got to get me how to <laughs> Otherwise, it's over between us. Any closing remarks? Oh, uh, where can they find us? Be sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses. Subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. We're live every Monday night from the PPR and Radio Network, live on Spreaker. 
Check out the, who said that funny, the Peter Pino show Wednesday night. You'll see uh, the rat and his mistress there. Peter Pino, the fearless leader of the PBRN Radio Network, celebrating 10 years of the PBRN Radio Network. Yeah. A lot of years. We've been here for three. Longest running show, like a bonus show, all time. Cool. Ten years ago, I was graduating from high school and starting my freshman year of college. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't that crazy to think I about? I did the first half of that. But isn't that crazy to think about? Ten years ago, we were graduating from high school and starting college. Yeah. Ten years ago, well. I saw Rebecca on a random couch. No, we graduate. Yeah. We graduated yeah. in 2011. I, I graduated ten years ago. I'm 18, 18 to 28. Were you a year ahead of us? I was 2010. Yeah, right. but I go off age, not off year. I don't think that's how graduating classes work. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a culture change. It doesn't matter to me. Ten years ago, I saw Rebecca on a couch and thought, yeah, I'd boink her. And then became best friends with her boyfriend. Now husband. Ah, uh, settle down. It's not official. They're getting divorced tomorrow. That guy's not <laughs> actually all ordained. It's true. That's why Kendall got him for free. <laughs> the best. He the figured best. they're going to do it again next year, so he'll just <laughs> save the money. Speaking <laughs> of, I'm kind of bummed you didn't let me officiate your wedding. You know I've been trying to break into that game. <laughs> you know, listen, that's my bad. Are you? That's my bad. Oh, I, I've, I've pitched it to so many people. And no are one's you, let me do it. Are you ordained? Mine expires no, next month. Day. <laughs> he goes, no, but. <laughs> mine, mine expires next month. Yeah. Why were you ordained? Because uh, there was a parking space in my mom's uh, rehabilitation clinic that was right next to the door for ordained ministers and handicapped people. It okay. was $17 to become ordained, so I became ordained so I could get a good parking spot every time. Massey, same thing. You know, next year when you guys do your thing, I, I, I can do the ceremony. I said if it was my vote, I would say yes. Listen, you're already married. What does it matter? I'll let you do mine. <laughs> Listen, I'm in. Me me and Samantha are getting married with Josh and Bree. We're doing a dual wedding so that we can each be each other's witnesses. It'll just be the four of us with Wyatt and Amelia. Nobody else is invited. I'll officiate that. You're not invited. We do it for free? Yeah. Yeah, that's all we need. <laughs> I don't really give a fuck who does it if it's free. Just pay the bar tab. There you go. 97 yards passing? Yeah. <laughs> he is who Kyle thought he was. Hopefully it's trending that way. Yeah, whatever, Burt Kreischer. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Until then, I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mock. Gene Marshall. Nope. Kyle. The Mask Chris Massey. And the Rat of a Red Baron. Yeah.